This is how we do it. We can't do that. It's a copyright. This is how we... Not if I'm singing it. It's a tribute. It's more It's more of an homage. It's a parody. It's, it it's Friday night. And it, and it feels, feels all right. right. There's a party up on the west side. And this is where it starts to get a tenuous grip on the lyrics. Lyrics, okay. And it's something, and then we got to get it up, I think, I believe is... I wonder how many songs in my life are that to me. Oh, like that how you just... many songs do I think I know, but yeah. mostly when I hear it, I just go... And I actually, like, when pressed, don't know what they're saying. I and never you, bothered to figure it out. I bet you it's more than you actually do know Just all do the way through. Just do syllables, you know? Some of my most, like, heartfelt, deeply heartfelt, like, most beloved songs in mm-hmm. the whole wide world, I don't think I know all the lyrics. Lyrics, though. yeah. Well, yeah. you're not a lyrics guy. Well, it's also like, you know, when your kids, you have a couple of kids and you sort of forget, like, which... In the month that they're born, you have to go like, what day of the month? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like that's every dad. Every dad, for sure. Most dads are just like... I don't think moms are... How old is that one? Oh, um, she's seven. I know. What grade is she in? Oh, God, grades. Fourth. (laughs) (laughs) Women are like, and my vagina was ruined on October 7th. Yeah. 1993. At 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At 2.35 in the morning, my vagina was ripped in twain. <laughs> Never to be the same again. In front of a room full of people who were all yelling at me like football coaches. Push! <laughs> Fucking push it! Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Stick no. my head in. Push it! Rude. Push my child into being... No, um, you don't feel you don't like dark wizard energy in your birthing room. No, why not, dude? Get that far, far away from me. You talk about all this witchy shit, and then I come yeah, I'm in gonna with some do sorcery. Birthing. I'm gonna be performing chants while oh a child is born. What do I say when the nurses ask me what you're doing? Say he's performing chants from his culture. Yeah, it's it's his culture. I wouldn't get into it. Are you being culturally insensitive? No, it's my culture. No, I'm that's literally what making... I'm going to say to the nurse to make oh, her feel yeah, bad that's right. for, and not ask ever again. No, don't ask. Just tell her she's being I'm, culturally insensitive. Yeah, well, that was more of a rhetorical question. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah you're sort of implying like <laughs> aggress- You're you're. It's a little passive aggressive. By the way, you'll be screaming. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, listeners... <laughs> The unfocused energy you're hearing right now is because I just got off of my goddamn bachelor party. Yeah. Um, and several uh, several hairy apes from around the country flew into Chicago to bring me to events and uh, feed ply me with booze and food. Mm, yeah. And I'm I'm still reco- I'm he's now feeling, he's feeling puffy. He's pooping three times oh, a day. Oh my god. Yeah, I feel like I shouldn't be pooping, but the poops just don't stop coming. <laughs> Your body's got to clear those toxins. I'm riding the shit train. <laughs> Better out than in is what I always say. I completely agree. Hmm. But at the same time, I still feel like there's more being generated. It's like it's like they unlocked a, a, like an infinite poop cheat code. A <laughs> chamber. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. The, the meat and the... Beer and the fucking cigars. I mean, Chicago the... in general's got a meat and beer Ooh. problem. It's got a, it's got a just a 
cholesterol problems? Yeah. Fucking saturated, saturated fats. fats. <laughs> fucking, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, you go to too many restaurants in this town, you start feeling like a fucking block of cheese. <laughs> yep. Which is, I feel like, yeah, <laughs> I'm becoming string cheese and the, <laughs> my poops are just fucking peeling off of me. Nathan, gross. Uh, I know, it's gross, Ew. but that's how I feel. It's my reality. Don't Ugh. deny my reality. Ugh. You felt like shit on your... When you came home from your bachelor party, too. I did. I did. Although your friends kept you out later at night than my friends kept me they out. They did. We went to bed at a healthy, responsible, like, 2 or 2.30 in the morning. I know. But yours, listen, yours was a slog, okay? Yeah, it was Mine it was burned bright and short. It was, That's true. It was two days, two nights. Yeah. And I, we stayed out till 5 a.m. both nights. So That's we did this correctly. Nuts, <laughs> but you had yeah. like four days and you guys went to bed at like two every night. Yeah. Yeah. I just That's feel like true. it's different. Yeah. Energy. It was. Yeah. Yeah. We went to the Cubs game. We went to a Cubs game. That looked it was like it was so much fun. So much fun. We were sitting in the bleachers. We got the biggest cup snake I've ever seen in my whole fucking life going. It's huge. Um, it was it was a great you fucking game. We were playing. Right? It was a division series against the the Brewers. Yeah, we were in the bleachers. We were um, there were lead changes. There were uh, all the home run balls came our direction. I mean, I wasn't even close to one, That's but fun. like they were they come zooming right at you. Your depth perception now, gets if all you caught tricky. A Cubs home run because yeah. I know in in Wrigley Field if you catch the opposing team's home home run you got to throw it back. Okay? It must be thrown back. Okay. That's true. Um, or else you're gonna get the side eye. Oh no, you're gonna get booed. <laughs> but um, if you caught a home up. team ball, would you give it to a kid? Okay, I think there's a I think there's a hierarchy here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if it was a player, I didn't really no. Okay, okay. I would not give a home run ball to a kid. And neither would I. And I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah. I am against this Listen, idea. Foul ball, kid gets it. Sure. It doesn't matter. Or like if the, you know. But the, also, you know, he's being given, just given, given everything. <laughs> yeah, Why don't you hey, catch a listen, foul ball? You're not and wrong. And then you can get it. You're not wrong. Or if like the center fielder turns around and like throws one into the. That's cute. You know, Give it to the kid. Sure. But a home run ball, that's different. That's a man's game. That's a man's that's game. That's a man, man's prop. And if a little kid comes running up to me trying to play a man's game yeah, when well. the ball's coming at my face, he's going to get knocked over. Well, it's just the, the this kid goes, I'm going to pick the kid up and throw him back onto the field. Parents of like children oh, at yeah. games who like, look at you like, well, well you're not going to get... Why am Let I going to give this to your kid? Kelsey has this happened to you a lot? No, I think about this a lot, though. <laughs> this is one of those like shower uh, situations. It is. I see it at games. I see it on TV. That they you. always pan to the guy who gives it to the kid on yeah, TV. Yeah, and everyone goes, oh. And I just and it, I feel like if you don't, people are like, oh, I'll give it to the kid. Like people will like chide you, and it's just like the kid doesn't care. A okay, yeah. the kid does not care about baseball as much as I do. He's not been alive. He's not been a baseball fan as long as I have. And facts. You know, like, it means a lot to me to catch this. You know? 100%, yeah. And it would is... mean a lot to him if he caught it. <laughs> Ian Happ uh, at the plate smacks a homer right at my face, and some little snot-nosed kid comes up to me with a glove after I caught it. Yeah. Yeah, then I say kick rocks, And his kid. dad is giving you those eyes like, well, you know, the right thing to do. I'll suck his dad off right in front of him. <laughs> Come here. Wait, Come what here. does that prove? Proves his dad's gay. 
Oh my god. Interesting turn of events. Um, well, it's a non sequitur. It doesn't have anything to do with the situation, but right. I, it's just I something would, you wanted to do. Yeah, it would yeah. be, you know, we'd have that moment of emotional connection and sure. I'd be like, ooh, let's, you know, is this happening? <laughs> That's crazy. So let me tell you about the episode today. Okay. I have an inkling about the episode today. What and do you I think, hope that I'm right. What do you think it's about? Dolphin sex. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to go through it step by step. A young girl named Margaret, an eccentric neuroscientist named John, <laughs> and a Florida dolphin named Peter. What? Peter? <laughs> Alternative title for this episode, The Worst Scientific Experiment Ever Conducted, or Dolphin Sex, What Could Go Wrong? Nice. Okay. The experiment I'm going to tell you about today was concocted and carried out by a scientist named Dr. John Lilly. Um, the Florida connection is that the dolphin was born and something else significant happened to him in Florida. Okay. Okay. His life sort of bookends in Florida. We'll put it that way. Okay. Sounds so good. Um, today, John Lilly, um, his notorious like excesses, um, his eccentricities. <laughs> uh-huh garner as much attention as his scientific achievements of which there are many okay um he invented the world's first sensory deprivation tank nice yeah which is like a huge industry today yeah um but he he also drowned in it while tripping on lsd oh shut up he was resuscitated (laughs) but that's kind of awesome um, he blazed, I think I like this guy. Yeah, yeah. You're going to like this guy. Oh, he blazed nice. the trail in the field of dolphin communication, um, which benefited the world in numerous ways, including securing the very valuable Marine Mammal Protection Act of 1972. Um, cool. So it had ripple effects outside of science, you know? Yeah. Into policy and things. But his Caribbean Lab's unorthodox experiments ultimately discredited the field of dolphin communication for decades to come. Shit. Yes. Originally lauded and well-respected for his advancements in neuroscience, biophysics, psychoanalysis, neuroanatomy, and computer science. Yeah. Um, but by the 1970s, Lily was an outcast, pushed to science's radical fringe, and no longer allowed to publish in academic journals or secure any government research grants or funding god damn it they always do this to geniuses i swear (laughs) to god nikola tesla oh yeah you know what i mean fucking um uh uh, timothy leary same fucking thing we're gonna talk about timothy leary excellent i can't wait yep so after his fall from grace um he spent the remainder of his days in his sensory deprivation tank high on ketamine wow uh, allegedly communicating with aliens or is it allegedly communicating with aliens <laughs> you know so i love a good because aliens good, like to probe i love we a good know this air about quotes them. oh yeah they love <laughs> yeah, probing yeah. they love probing they he love put probing himself anuses. he got them all hopped up on horse tranquilizer floating in a fucking saline tank yeah with his legs spread wide open sure it's easy probing i mean if How can, an alien could not come down to earth and not probe that, that that's is what just I would, too easy that's exactly what i was saying that's exactly what I mean. If you're an alien, if you're a gray. <laughs> yeah, if you're a gray. If you're a gray with the long fingers and the big black glassy eyes, uh-huh. how are you not going to take your probe straight into that man's asshole? It's just a green light for probing. It's a green light for probing. So, 
Sorry. The listeners is going to be one of those episodes. Oh God. Okay, so wait. Remind me, what are the two types of aliens that people claim to see? The grays and the what? The grays? And I believe there's the greens. There's the reptilians as well. Right, they're a different, yeah. I think there's... Okay, don't quote me on this word, but I believe it's like goblinoid or <laughs> goblin type. There's like the grays are big and lanky uh-huh. and long. They have the big. They're the classic alien. Right. The ones when you that think like alien, show up on South Park or like or like you know or they, like the emoji that alien emoji. Yeah, is that's like a gray. gray. That's yeah. a gray. They're the most famous aliens. Sure. The LeBron James of, of aliens. aliens. Yeah. Um, the goblinoids. Uh-huh. They're apparently a little more rambunctious. They Ooh. like to like you know. Um, Feisty. There was a famous alien like landing in somewhere in Tennessee where mm. there was like a siege on a family farm. The aliens kept trying to get in. They like kept Ooh. having to like stick their shotgun at the door, like shoot off the aliens. Damn. I mean, it was it was in the 1970s in rural Tennessee, so it probably was they like had Meth. a bad batch of moonshine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And well, some hey, experimental or, drugs. or hallucinogenics because goblins are. A typical thing that That's people DMT experience thing, isn't on it? DMT, yeah. The gnomes, but the gnomes are helpful, I thought. They are, yeah. But they're mischievous. The ah, they are mischievous. Mm-hmm. They might siege every once in a while. They might siege if they uh, feel like it. I believe the greens look like the grays, but they're a little shorter. Mm-hmm. This, listeners, by the way, this is all backed up by my um, incessant browsing of the coast-to-coast AM forums when I was like 12 years old. I um, love it. I only learned about Coast to Coast as an adult. I love it. My unsupervised uh, browsing in the early days of the internet. The Wild West. Got me a lot of knowledge about aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the reptilians, those are the ones that run the planet. They're yeah. the, that's and they're, Hillary they're, Clinton. They've got a sort of like Barack evil Obama. streak, right? Like yeah. they, they don't mean us well. They're not just trying to like, like they're trying to take over. They're, yeah, they're, they're trying to what is it called? Malevolent us, or whatever? Yeah, malevolent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're trying to uh, like inhabit the bodies of our leaders right. and replace us. Yeah. Sure. And that's yeah. Alex. If you want to know about that, listen to Alex, Alex Jones, Jones and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to tell you a little way, bit more. Which, by the way, it's all real. A hundred percent real. Yeah, Everything. All, the grays are real. all very yeah, seriously. Literally. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dr. John Lilly, like I said, eccentric neuroscientist. Uh-huh. Um, he, part-time goblinoid. Yeah. Part-time. Part-time. Pro-B. Pro-B. Or Probert. We don't know who's... We, we don't know. Honestly, yeah. It's all, you um, know, as long as it's consensual. Sure. He was born to a wealthy family on January 6th, 1915 in St. Paul, Minnesota. January 6th, you say? Oh. Curious. Um, he would die in September 2001. I'll tell you what. Um, no disrespect to Minnesota or the upper Midwest in general, but man... Being born in a place with a lot of light deprivation does a whole number on your psyche. It does. <laughs> There's, I mean, just the fact that he was born in the iron gray, steely, cold, windswept landscape of Minnesota. That's how he entered the world. That is the world that he entered. I mean, you know what I mean? That's enough to drive you to... Uh, the ketamine tank. Tank, yeah. Waiting to yeah. get probed by the aliens. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you didn't, you didn't laugh or bat an eye. You, you, you commented on January sixth, but I said yeah. he died in September, um, oh one, September two thousand one. No way, on the day. No, not on the day. Ah, well, I wanted then... you to think it was the day, though. That's why I didn't say the day. <laughs> ah, damn uh, No, not September 11th. But that did like just make me think <laughs> that there are people who died on September 11th 
not from that. And so it's like, mm, yeah, my mom died on September 11th. Oh my God. Of breast cancer. Of breast cancer. <laughs> you know? Like, damn. Damn. That would suck. Yeah. That would suck to have to be forced to steal, uh, you know, what do they call it? Stealing valor. valor. Steal mm-hmm. September 11th valor. Yeah. Yeah. So Lily's father was Richard Coyle Lily, and he was the president of the First National Bank of St. Paul. Okay. Um, his mother was Rachel Lenore Cunningham, whose family owned the Cunningham and Haas Company, a large stockyards in St. Paul. By wow. the way, I have Haas in my family. That's a Swiss German name, H-A-A-S. Oh. I have a ton of relatives with the last name Haas. How the fuck about that? I know. How weird. Nice. Um, maybe you're related. Maybe. So he also had an older brother, a younger brother, and a dead baby sister. Damn. Um, despite his father's wish that he go to an Eastern Ivy League university and become a banker like his old man, mm-hmm. um, Lily received a scholarship at the California Institute of Technology in Pasadena. In what year? Do you know? Uh, no. If he was born in um, 1915, let's just do 20 years, so 35 yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 1935. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, where he studied biology. He was president of the ski club and... The drama club. Mm. Oh, God. So he was a real freak. He was a fucking freak. Yep. Um, after his first year, though, Caltech learned that um, Lily was from a wealthy family. And <laughs> they canceled his scholarship. <laughs> um, but he... Damn. Went, I know. But he, he went to his father for help. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dick Lily, <laughs> Dick, Dick Lick and Lily, um, set up a trust fund to, to pay for the tuition and eventually became a benefactor of the college so that was easy um shit yeah all right okay that got buttoned up real quick lily continued to draw on his family's wealth to fund his scientific pursuits throughout his life and that's worth noting because uh that means he wasn't writing grants or like you know exactly he could do he had more freedom yeah what he he wanted to do with his big old brain constraints of like university research exactly nice um, that's yeah. cool. As so he, he was free, free to pursue. Science. Ex- exactly. No, I'm serious. Like <laughs> he was free to pursue whatever research he wanted to. True inquiry. That's yeah. right. That's right. Because I was like, you know, I had this knee jerk reaction to that. Like, you know, like that must be nice. Like, you know. <laughs> but I actually think no. That is such a beautiful thing, and I wish more brilliant minds had that. Had the backing had the resources. I mean, how many things haven't been invented because a really smart guy has to fucking slave away at his job and like hasn't, you know what I'm saying? I listen, I do know exactly what you're saying. You're making weird faces at me. No, no. I'm thinking of like, I was thinking like, I can't wait to found the Wacker foundation and like what sort of, you know, (laughs) what sort of research, what sort of research we get into. And like, you know, I was just thinking about like, so like, what would it be? (laughs) To go up to an academic institution and go like, okay, I think that there are aliens uh, that live among us. In spiders. And the spiders, spiders exactly. need to be studied so that we can learn how to communicate with the aliens. Using drugs. Yes. Please. You know what I mean? And I will need $100,000 for this. And twenty. Extra for all for the, the drugs. drugs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Unlimited exactly. access to your chemistry department, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so after two years, so after Caltech, he went to Dartmouth for grad school. Nice. After two years at Dartmouth, he went to medical school at UPenn in 1940. Um, yeah. And something I thought was, again, kind of of note and kind of gives you an idea of how out there 
Lily was and mm-hmm. how, how far he was willing to go for science. Mm-hmm. Um, he met a physiologist, H.C. Bazet, who introduced him to the technique that would establish Lily's unorthodox approach to drug research. Um, Bazet was of the mind that um, a scientist should never conduct an experiment on someone that he had not conducted first on himself. Okay, interesting ethics. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Um, what an old-timey name, H.C. Cunningham or H.C. H.C. Bazet. H.C. Bazet. Yeah, very old-timey. Yeah. Um, so he obtained scientific data on the human respiratory system, um, and he acted on he acted as his own guinea pig, and he gassed himself with mustard gas and Jesus. guzzled various dilutions of hyaluronic hyaluronic that can't be right hydro hydrochloric acid calcium chloride and various other chemicals becoming violently ill in the process yeah this guy's a fucking maniac i was thinking like wouldn't it have been cool if like johnson and johnson followed that ethic like yeah they fucking tested oxycontin on themselves like would we be in this situation absolutely not the summer after his first year at dartmouth lily went back to pasadena to participate in another experiment with his former caltech biochemistry teacher and the purpose of this experiment was to study the creation of glycosamine Okay. Which is a major source of muscle power in the human body. Right. And this experiment required Lily to go on a completely protein-free diet. Oh, no. While receiving administered doses of glycine and arginine, okay. amino acids that I guess were ha- being hypothesized that they were involved in the creation of this glyco... Oh, my God. I, I have to figure out how to say this. Glycosiamine. The thing they were testing, okay, whatever. Nice, glycosamine. And and again, these these, these experiments pushed Lily to his extreme mental and physical limits. Um, but they did get to yeah. write a paper about this, and it was his first published research paper of his career. But this was a pattern, right, of his like extreme limits, his extreme measures, this this lifelong. Well, yeah, he based his ethical philosophy yeah. on experimentation from a guy who literally was huffing nerve agents. That, I mean, that's fucking nuts. It's absolutely nuts. He He's quoted later as saying, my body is a crash test dummy. Wow. Wow. Not good. Well, no. No. No, not good. So um, later, Lily trained as a psychoanalyst. He was very interested in, in the idea of consciousness. Cool. And um, But he gained renown in the 1950s when he invented the isolation tank, wow. as I told you. Yeah. So he saw the tanks in which users are isolated yes from external all external stimuli and they are you know floating in like salt water that is yeah darkness it's the water temperature is interesting too it's 93 to 94 degrees fahrenheit so replicating the womb or something replicating your i know isn't that weird because your body temperature is supposed to be what 97 yeah i think 97 but it, the, like but an isolation tank is at usually around 93. So, but it's designed hmm. to make you feel, have the experience that you don't know where your body begins and the water ends. That's very fucking interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he thought that this was a good way to explore human consciousness. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, scientists were actually asking this question at the time, which seems 
I don't know, silly, I guess, to us right now. But the question that scientists were asking is, does the brain need external stimulation to remain conscious? It's a good question. So even, you know, in sleep, right? Like they're testing they're, we're dreaming. Heart. So yeah. what if there was no external stimulation at all? What happens to our brain? What happens to our right. Not do even we the, turn off? Like do we power down? Like yeah, what happens? Yeah. Could be. I mean that's very it's fascinating. They're like I said, they're testing Descartes. Oh, you know, oh, I, think, I think therefore I am. Like right. I mean, are you sure? Do you actually think without like being in a place? Right, exactly. What if we could eliminate the experience of being someplace? Feeling anything. Yeah. Like, and your legs are wide open. <laughs> and you're nude. You're completely nude. <laughs> um, so floating in this dark little cave. Yeah. Lily discovered that, no, the brain did not power off when deplete of, you know, external stimuli. But it did go to other dimensions. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet it becomes hyperactive. Uh huh. He says, quote, I did not tend to go to sleep at all, Lily explained in his 1972 book, The Center of the Cyclone. The original theory was wrong. One did not need external stimulation to stay awake. After a few tens of hours of experiences, I found phenomena that had been previously described in various literatures. I went through dreamlike states, trance-like states, mystical states. And he wrote that the isolated mind actually becomes highly active and creative um, when not, not I don't know, exposed to any external stimuli. Right? Yeah, right, right. He says, cutting off by cutting off the environment, I could examine the self in stark relief from a perspective that simply wasn't available to those who are continually involved with the demands of the outside world. Totally. Have you ever done an isolation tank? No, have you? No, never. I would love to. I know there's one here sure. in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, this got me really interested in it. Totally. Apparently, you, you can it. like you can just trip balls. Like, oh yeah, of everyone course. has a different experience, but yeah. Um, by the way, the government started sniffing around old Lily's isolation tanks. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Um, at the onset of the Korean War, because they were trying to find a way to utilize isolation tanks for brainwashing and torture. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, we were talking, we were having a totally separate conversation last night, but about how like um, humans are basically just monkeys. Yeah. We're all essentially just monkeys. And you see how monkeys like, like to stay in groups and like mm -hmm. pick Social. fleas off each other and like, you know, uh, hoot and holler at one another. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so like locking, like being in prison and locking someone in solitary confinement is considered torture because it's mm -hmm. so disruptive to the brain of a a human being to yep. be alone like that, you know? Yeah. So where's the difference between an isolation tank psychologically and like solitary confinement? You know what Ooh. I mean? Yeah. Supposedly it's because the isolation tank is, um, voluntary. Sure. Yep. Unless but the CIA fucking the CIA fucking Mr. Uh, Mr. Dulles comes around and fucking stuffs you into an isolation tank. Oh my god! Can you imagine what kind of torture that would be? Uh, like you get hit on the head with a bottle or something, and then you oh, wake up and you're just like, "Oh my god, am I dead? Is this death? Holy oh, fuck!" You're just floating. You're just floating, and it's like dark, and like you have no idea where you begin, and like. Ooh, and they could feed your brain stuff. Maybe it would enter your like subconscious in a different way, right? Oh, like Jesus maybe it had like a more yeah. direct. Yeah, I could see I could see you being in a really susceptible state to information. Right? Oh, absolutely. Bust you out of the egg. Yeah. <sighs> Feed you LSD. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, dude. 
But, you know, because he his father was funding it, mm-hmm. he could tell the government to go fuck themselves. That's great. You Good know? thing. Whereas if he was using government, government or money. research money yeah. or college, you know, whatever, university exactly. money. The military comes a-knocking. And you have to do what they say. Yeah, exactly. It's their money. Exactly. Um, yeah, so... The uh, isolation tank period of Lily's life was turned into a movie. What? A 1980 film called Altered States, All starring right. William Hurt. Really? Yeah. No shit. The scientist Eddie Jessup, played by Hurt, uh, mm-hmm. combines psychedelics with sensory deprivation, and it turns into an inescapable nightmare. Oh, Jesus Kind of like Christ. what you just said. Yeah, holy um, shit. So, like, I wanted to include this. I found this quote. Um, after his fellow researchers By the way... Um, that kind of sounds like CIA propaganda. The movie? The movie itself. Like, the idea of, like, psychedelics being, like, scary and horrifying. Well, yeah, and, you'll like, see to this. to be avoided, yeah. Once they classified it as a, I don't know, Schedule two. I don't know exactly what, what it was classified as. I think yeah. a Schedule two narcotic. Yeah. Um, which means it's not good for any medical use under any circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Which is just fucking wrong. Yeah. Um... Then you see all this panic. You see all these articles being written, these these books being written, these movies being made where right. everyone's portraying psychedelics like the most dangerous, crazy, like life ruining things. But it's because That's it was not like an accident. Making the hippies and the Black Panthers realize that you could like not, you didn't have to like follow the rules. You you follow could, the rules yeah. of American like society the way that the, it had been set up in the beginning part of the that you had agency yeah. that you can rise up like and yeah. it, it had people examining the self and yeah, seriously. it had people coming out of those experiences thinking oh my god we're all one like yep. you know we're all on this one planet together yeah. you know so the cia is like okay oh, first of all oh. we gotta we gotta shut that down we gotta replace it with crack so all the black communities get fucking ripped apart god. from the inside the cia this anti-cia podcast anti-CIA by the way podcast we know you're listening you fucking, fucking took assholes. helicopters and dropped drugs into black you're communities. also you're also lame guys the cia is a bunch of nerds yeah it's terrible yeah um actually i've heard the fbi are the nerds and oh, the cia right? are like the wild cards oh, like yeah. fucking actual insane people oh my god um what else was i going to say about the cia though uh, oh, also the Vietnam War was going on at the time when mm-hmm. psychedelics were becoming big and people were taking them. and yeah, burning their draft it, cards. Yeah, and they were going, wait, war doesn't make any sense. Why the fuck are we doing this? They were coming this? out of these trips going, we can't do this to each other. This yeah. doesn't make any I sense. I can't do that to anyone, let alone some random fucking Vietnamese kid who yeah. like, I'd never met before. What the hell's going on yeah. here? So again, yeah. the government's like, oh. Okay. Okay, you our guys need to like stop doing that real industry, quick. Industry, our whole country relies on stupid, dumb, eighteen-year-old boys that we doing whatever we say. Literally strapped to a rocket and shoot into Southeast Asia. And tell Asia. them that yeah. they're very good heroes for doing that, and then mm-hmm. they do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, True that. So, so Jessup, this character. Yeah. Um, his research, his re- fellow researchers call him like a wacko, basically. Yeah. And he goes on this like monologic rant that okay. I think sums up kind of what Dr. Lilly was all about. Yeah. Um, he says, what's wacko about it, Mason? I'm a man in search of his true self. I think that true self, that original self, that first self is a real, mensurate, quantifiable thing, tangible and in incarnate and i'm gonna find the fucker nice i love it <laughs> yeah 
So other William inventions. William Hurst's a great actor, by the way. Is he? Yeah. I kind of forget who he is. Um, Lily invented some other things besides the isolation tank, a number of things. I'm just going to like, honestly, Nathan, I'm just going to have you read them because I don't know what any of them are, but I feel like it's worth mentioning. Okay, great. Let's go. Um, <clears throat> my micrometric measurement of the melting point of drugs. Hmm. Micro melting point device for drugs, 1940. Um, electric manometer. Mm. Electrical capacitance diaphragm manometer. Uh, <laughs> I don't nice. know what any of these are. No. Either. Nitrogen meter. Meter for nitrogen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Apparatus for measuring pressure variations. Uh, variable pressure and mechanical capacitor. I'm sure these are all like highly influential and very useful. Um, Apparatus for measuring respiratory flow, respiratory flow meter. Um, that sounds, my dad's a lung doctor, yeah. so I'm sure he would be aware of that. Um, I wonder if he knows about Dr. John Lilly. I will have to ask him. Mm -hmm. Multi-channel electrical imaging apparatus. A 25 channel Bavitron and electro iconograms, 1950. Man. It, it sounds like he had his fingers in a whole lot of pies, Kelsey. <laughs> pies. <laughs> I say pots. I say had his finger in a whole lot of pots. You say pies? He he had his like finger that. in a lot I... of pots? Just a boiled finger? <laughs> yeah. Damn, I never quite... Yeah, I, I always thought, like, because you're putting your finger in the pie to, like, taste see it. See if it's done. Oh. To see if it's good. I right? Like, I like that idea better. I like that you... This is so funny that you're, like, no matter the situation, he's scalding the <laughs> hell out of his finger. That's the image that comes to mind. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Well, so Lily had been having mystical experiences all along, okay? Of course, yeah. He, he has not tried drugs yet. In this, in our episode, in his life, after those inventions, he has not tried drugs yet. He hasn't. He's just no. been floating in the tank experiencing pure consciousness. Yes. Nice. So he first had a vision when he was seven years old, mm -hmm. and it was not well-received. Okay. Um, <laughs> he told his siblings and basically they made fun of him and hit him and were like, only saints have visions. <laughs> so <laughs> he decided not to tell anyone after uh -huh. that. Um, but years later, three years later, actually, he would have another mystical experience. Um, he would get on his parents' body shaker. Do you know what that is? Yes, I do. My dad has one. Okay. It's the old timey workout machine mm -hmm. thing that like, for me, it makes me think of the machine that Peggy used in Mad Men. She used yeah. to exercise on yep, one of these. Yeah, totally. Uh -huh. um, it has like a vibrating belt and a shaking platform. Okay. Well, they didn't have that one. They just okay. had like a, a platform that shakes. shakes. And apparently, if you do push-ups on that, it makes it really hard or something right. like that. <laughs> well, it made little John Lilly very hard. Oh, do tell. Yes. Um, so he went on that thing and he had an orgasm and he collapsed on it and um, he nice. describes it as he collapsed on the carpet in a feverish state of moist eyed, wet crotched post orgasmic bliss. Oh my God. And he says this was a mystical experience. He, it, he, he, he says it was a mystical experience. He mm -hmm. discovered the vibrator. Yeah. 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 Basically. That was like um, me and the pool jets when I was <laughs> yes, 10 years old. Yes. Um, well, when his parents Do you got play home. want water polo? No, no, I'm good. I'm cool. Oh, that's so cute. I guess we thought board? that you guys uh -huh. didn't want to come out and play water polo because you had boners. We were, well, we did. Like, and you didn't want to, like, get out of the pool because then everyone could see you had a boner. We were mashing the boners against the sure. jets. Sure. That that's of why you had a boner. Watch. When we have kids, they hit eight years old. They go to the pool and they, like, spend a long time just with their elbows up on the side of the pool. 
Now you know what they're doing. <laughs> Fuck, that's You see so fucking funny. little boy at the pool just like uh, hanging out with his chin on the fucking side of the <laughs> pool and his elbows. Smile like, or no smile? He's fu- uh, no smile because he doesn't want you to know what he's doing. <laughs> that's so Just good. looking really concentrated. That's really good. Yeah, sure, kid. Yeah, nobody knows what you're doing. That's funny. Yeah, yeah well, his parents got home and they found yeah. him basically, you know, hugging the thing with like wet pants. And they took him to the family doctor and a Catholic priest. Oh, my God. <laughs> of course. Of course. This Again, this was in the era when they were, like, inventing cereals to keep teenagers from masturbating. Yes. You know what I mean? Kellogg. Dr. Kellogg. Dr. Kellogg. I think he, that was in Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. That was definitely in the upper Midwest. See, this is another thing that would drive you to the ketamine tank with the alien probe. <laughs> yes. You're born in the cold, steely upper Midwest, and you fucking... You come for the first time in your life, and your mom and dad bring you to the doctor. Yeah. And the priest. And the priest. The so priest might be interested. He's hor- <laughs> your, your little boy has discovered what? <laughs> mm. Tell me about the machine. Uh, <laughs> tell me about your wet pants. My son. son. My son. Um, tell me about the machine. Okay, so he swore off religion after that. Um, in 1949. Wait, seriously? He yeah. went, they took him to the priest. And then that afternoon, he was like, I don't, I, I can't, okay. I don't think I can do All the All right, I know what you're thing. implying, and it's probably true. Um, in 1949, Lily was walking along the beach near his Massachusetts home, mm-hmm. and he came upon a beached pilot whale. Um, Damn. He simply could not get over the size of this animal's brain. Mm-hmm. And now I'm quoting Princeton professor Graham Burnett. Mm-hmm. Um he was the author of a book called The Sounding of the Whale. He says, and it began to, and he began to imagine how intelligent the creature must have been. You're talking about a time in science when everybody's thinking about a correlation between brain size and what the brain can do. And in this period, researchers were like, whoa, big brain, huh? Cool. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Um, have you seen a pilot whale? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a, it's like. Slightly larger than a dolphin, right? It's yeah, like but not it has a big that one. huge head oh, with like right. that. Yeah, it's got this skull that almost looks like square. It looks like the brain is like busting out of the head. Busting that brain is busting. It's busting. Yeah, for real. On God. Ah, uh, on God. So from the moment, from that moment, every chance he had, Lily and his first wife Mary would charter sailboats to cruise the oceans basically hunting for other big-brained mammals cetaceans yes yes you gotta love it um so at this time scientists and people in general were not that interested in marine life not like how they are now right Jacques Cousteau hadn't like no gone and done his thing yet. yep he did not do his thing yet um, there wasn't much rigorous study of them. We mm. really didn't know what was in our oceans. We just yeah. Did it. From what I understand, we only like slightly know yeah. what's at in some of our oceans. Exactly. Like, we the vast depth of knowledge there is to be found is still undiscovered. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah, and so and dolphins in particular were considered vermin. Like they were like deers or rats. Vermin. Yeah, they were vermin because East Coast fishermen were. Basically, the dolphins were competing with them for fish. Yeah. And so they were just big fucking nuisances, and no one ate them. Yeah. So just go away. Yeah, they were like... <laughs> you know? Yeah, get totally. out! Get out! Get away from get my boat. fuck off my net, you get a- motherfucker. Get fuck out you. of here. Yeah. Eee. Yeah. They yeah. were called... Um, Ew, so like on the off. East Coast in like seafaring towns, they were mm-hmm. called herring hogs. Herring hogs. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, I'll take that as a nickname. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. 
So in addition to Lily being now fascinated by brain size and mm-hmm. how big the heads and brains... I'm sorry. I'm thinking about an old-timey seaman <laughs> sitting in an, like a tavern in town. <laughs> I fucked me a herring hog. Oh, my God. Nathan. <laughs> the, the blowhole in a herring hog. It's a delightful hole in Slippery indeed. as... <laughs> oh slippery as my old lady's cunt. Okay. Well, okay, so he's obsessed sorry. with brain size, but he's also yeah. thinking to himself, like, the you size know, of that dome. <laughs> you know how I like to float in my tank? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they float all day. Damn. I wonder what kind of shit they know. They must be advanced Damn. beings. It really do be like that. <laughs> so, um, his he friend. He forgot that the ocean's not 93 <laughs> degrees and completely dark. I know. Um, so his friend, Peter Shoreliner, which mm-hmm. is a really cool well, name. I'm sorry, I'm correcting myself. There are, um, there are thermal vents at the bottom of the ocean that would be 93 degrees and completely dark, but that's not where the dolphins are at. You dumb idiot, John Lilly. <laughs> I'll fuck you like a herring hog. <laughs> oh my God. Please keep away from John Lilly. He's been through enough. He he's, went to see a Catholic priest. He's dead. Leave him alone. He's, he's dead, dead, babe. September, 2001. Um, but not on the day. <laughs> not on the day. Um, so he went to Marine Studios in Florida to observe more marine mammals. Oh, is this marine where, the, where Peter comes in? Yes. Ah. Marine Studios was the first place to keep bottlenose dolphins in captivity. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Um, it was the world's first oceanarium. It was is- built in... What? Is that like an aquarium, but like with the ocean? Yeah. So like it's sort of built for observation mm-hmm. and they do like build relationships with certain animals and stuff, but there's, it's open to the sea. It's open to the ocean. Right. So the animals aren't really in captivity. Is it open to the public or yes. like people come in there and just looking at through the window? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's cool. I would love to do yeah, that. Yeah. And that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so it was built in 1938 mm-hmm. off the coast of St. Augustine, ostensibly because um, ecologists, or if that's the right term, decided that it was the safest place on the shores of Florida from hurricanes. Nice. Which just made me think like, you know, St. Augustine being, being I don't know, colonized by the Spanish in like 14 whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they got like insider knowledge from Native Americans that were like, yo, this is the spot? Could be. Because why is like the oldest civilization also in St. Augustine if it is indeed the place that gets hit by the least amount of hurricanes? Great fucking question. I think that's, yeah, fascinating. Um, So through a series of experiments, Lily attempted to decipher dolphin language. So, okay, so he already thought it's because they were floating around in the ocean Mm -hmm. and they have pretty big brains. Uh He was like, these guys can probably talk. Yeah. Those are the dots that he connected to start deciphering dolphin language. Yes. He yes. saw he saw uh, Willie the longshoreman having his way with a herring hog. And, <laughs> and he, he heard it go, it <laughs> like that. He's like, that um, sounds, he's, it sounds like he's saying, stop, stop it, Willie. <laughs> no. uh, um, so he tried to decipher dolphin language, mm-hmm. but he couldn't. Um, right. So he decided that maybe he could teach dolphins to mimic 
the sounds of human speech, and maybe if he if he does that, he can teach them English, and 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 then since they can speak English, they can teach us in English how to speak dolphin. See, this is what I'm talking about for the Wacker Foundation. Like we need <laughs> brilliant chains of reasoning like that. Yes. For yes. I mean, it's just science. I mean, how did we get anywhere with a, with without guys like this asking questions like that? And he called it dolphinese. Dolphinese. He literally called it dolphinese. Dolphinese. Yeah, um, I'm sure we can get a fucking dolphin that has a long beak <laughs> and literally communicates like like that. Yeah, clicks and whistles. Yeah, I'm sure that we can get him to replicate the sounds that are made with a primate mouth. Yeah, with a monkey mouth in a very particular way that is called English. Yeah, I'm sure that we can do that. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he he hypothesized that given their larger, more evolved brains... Uh, that oh, more evolved even than us. That's what he thought. Ah, yeah. That their, that their communication must be more sophisticated than ours, their of language. Yeah. So... That's why he was unable to learn it. But if we, if they could learn English, which they probably could because they were so sophisticated oh and smart, God, that then just, they could teach uh, us to dude, speak He's dolphin. just giving the dolphins homework. Exactly. He's making the dolphins go to school, which, by the way, like that's you. every kid hates school because they're being forced to do it. Well, we're going to learn about a young boy who hated school oh, later. Peter. And Peter. Oh, man. So um, so Lily wrote a book in 1961. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he had not tried psychedelics yet, okay? Okay. Um, it was one of eight books that he would write, each more confounding than the next. But, nice. Um, it was a quasi-sci-fi book. Mm-hmm. So it was science meets sci-fi called Man and Dolphin. And it highlighted the theory that dolphins wanted to and likely could communicate with humans. Um, he thought this because when he did sort of discover that when dolphins were around humans and only around humans, they would start speaking differently, and it almost sounded like they were trying to mimic the intonations of a human speech. They're just like mocking us. They're like making fun yeah, of us. Yeah, probably. They're like, <laughs> uh, ding, ding, yeah. ding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Check out these fucking idiots. But it, it also did sort of remind me of what people say about cats, which is that they don't meow to other cats. They only True. meow to humans. So they're trying to get something from us. They're trying to be cute. And that's why they've learned to do this particular sound that we love. Right, but the dolphins don't really get anything out of changing their I mean, they get their fish speech. and shit. Do they? If well, they yeah, like at the Oceanarium. Stick their, oh, at the Oceanarium, yeah. for sure. Oh, well, and that's where the research was uh-huh. coming from. Of course. Yeah. Well, there you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah, there probably one dolphin was like, dude, if you just go up there and go like, they give you like more. They think you're doing, they think you're doing a thing. I don't know. They, they find it charming. I'm not it, sure why. So while recording their, their, Dolphinese while recording, you know, just dolphins talking to dolphins, click mm-hmm. and whistle, little mm-hmm. whale sound shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he discovered that the frequency of dolphin speech in the water matched the exact frequency of human speech in the air. And this to Lily was further proof that the dolphins were, in fact, speaking a language similar to English, just much faster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. That makes sense. Yeah. He also joined a secretive group called the Order of the Dolphin, 
which oh, sure. was a group that was mm-hmm. focusing on searching for extraterrestrial intelligence. Well, it only makes sense. Enter the CIA. Oh, enter the CIA? Well, no, not really. No I'm just thinking there are probably some CIA people in this Order of the Dolphin, right? <laughs> you think so? I mean, probably. So, originally... I think um, they're everywhere. In any fringe crazy group is probably a creation of the, right? the government somewhere yeah. or another. Yeah. Like those guys who tried to kidnap the 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 governor of like Michigan, Michigan, yeah, yeah, yeah that was like that, that was, was all the FBI. It was all the FBI. It was like <laughs> one guy that wasn't the FBI. Yeah, it's like and mostly like eight the FBI, FBI guys yeah. going like, you know, it would be awesome and sick. We... <laughs> and the one guy was like, I guess, like yeah. they got only one guy to be like, probably, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and then they lock that. Then they lock that guy up, and they go like, look, guys, we got him. We got him. I know. Pat us on the back. Exactly. And we'll pay us, basically. Yeah. So, um, originally, all this researching that he was doing, so he was doing it at Marine Studios in St. Augustine. Yeah. Then he found this other lab um, that was newly built in Coconut Grove. It's it's near Miami. Cool. Um, and he then purchased a property in St. Thomas in 1960 so that he could just make his own marine lab. So everything could be to his specifications. He was going to do this in St. Thomas. But do you remember when I said that the Order of the Dolphin was all about searching for extraterrestrial intelligence? Yeah, I do, yeah. So Lily was like, now I know how I can get my state-of-the-art marine lab paid for. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. And the pitch to NASA was made. NASA? Yes. Space dolphins? Yes. Okay. So, Man and Dolphin extrapolated that Lily's initial uh, observations of dolphins mimicking human voices, whatever, you know, teach them English, ultimately. So, because dolphins were so smart, he was thinking, once we teach them English... Ultimately, there will be a cetacean chair at the United Nations. Amazing. Where all marine mammals would have an enlightening input into world affairs, widening our perspectives and, and, and illuminating us on everything from science to spirituality to history. Of course. Of course. Weighing in on current affairs. That's fucking hilarious. That is so fascinating. Well, it's yeah. funny because doesn't, I forget, I think it's Spain or something has declared in their country that dolphins are non-human people. Is that how they yes. phrase it? Yeah, that is yeah. how they phrase it. And I feel like several other nations in the EU also phrase it that Do way. That? Yeah. I think that um, it's funny because um, I've been thinking this the whole time we've been talking about it, but um, dolphins are really intelligent. Uh, we know that. We know that now. Um, but they are like, like people, they can be malevolent. Yeah. We know they're intelligent because they're like one of the only other species that rapes each other for fun and kills one another for fun. Yeah. Like there are dolphin like murderers out there, like dolphin Ted Bundy's out there. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. And And with the rape thing, we know that they know that it's, that it's harmful, like that, yeah, that it's wrong. It's not yeah, just they like enjoy. I don't know if you've ever seen, but I did once at the Lincoln Park Zoo, uh-huh. a gorilla grab another gorilla and just be like, "We're going to Pound Town," you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's like kind of looks like a rape, but like you know, it's yeah, not like yeah, that's not what dolphins are doing. Dolphins are like 
fuck. I know she doesn't want to fuck me, but I'm just going to take it. And, yeah, I, and I know exactly. I'm hurting her and she's telling me no, but I'm doing it anyway because I don't give a fuck what she thinks. Exactly. Like, it's more exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. So um, he wanted to make the cetacean chair at the United Nations. So yep. that's how so he sort of pitched it to the government like that. Chimps and may rape. Chim- chimps may rape, right? Because they murder. They're, I think they're smarter than gorillas. Mm. Um, yeah, they actually have war. Right. They have war with one another. That's crazy. They invented war. And they use tools. Wow. I feel like you should start with chimps, though. When you're looking for, like, near-human intelligence, you should start with chimps. Because dolphins are in a whole other world. I mean, it's just such a different, How do you right? even compare it? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Apples and oranges. Good question. So, um... He also... A dolphin fucking chair at the United Nations. Yeah. Like, you could get them to, like, stay still and listen to a bunch of humans talking. Drone on. Have a up. conversation. I know. When there's dolphin ladies right there waiting to be fucking... <laughs> Raped. Just saying. Um, He also pitched it to NASA by saying that deciphering dolphin language would provide a key to eventually deciphering extraterrestrial language. This is the premise of Arrival. Really? Did you ever see that movie? No. Neither did I, but I kind of know the the plot. Well, then that's totally taken from Dr. John Lilly. This uh, that's exactly it. There's wow. um um I don't think it's a dolphin specialist in the movie. I'm not sure. Listen, it's not a spoiler alert cuz it's I haven't seen the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. But basically they bring in like a linguist mm. um to use sort of um lateral thinking to unlock a linguistic problem. Yeah. You know, or like just thinking outside the box. Yeah. Um, but this, yeah, this is exactly what that reminds me of. Is like, yeah, if we can figure out how dolphins talk, then maybe we could figure out how aliens Yeah, because talk. we know they're intelligent and sophisticated, but we know that they're, and maybe this, why, maybe this is why they didn't like start with chimpanzees or something, because right. they were looking for a species that, could be on par with us, away from us, but was so alien in a way, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, it, living in just such a different milieu. Yeah, totally. That we could learn how to decipher, you know, aliens, the greys, who knows? Absolutely, the greys, the goblinoids. Yeah. So Lily convinced NASA to provide him with financial backing and to build another better lab for him in uh, St. Thomas in 1963. Sick. So now he's living off the government teeth. Hell yeah. So, the Dolphin House. The Dolphin House. We arrive at the Dolphin House. Mm-hmm. Please the describe. The that they called the Dolphin House. Mm-hmm. Was, it was housing a workspace on the upper level mm-hmm. and a dolphin enclosure on the bottom. Uh, it was, you know, tucked away on this little, like, sort of alcove and, like, beautiful Caribbean shore. I mean, oh, like, yeah. pictures are just mm-hmm. nuts. Um and it was cleaned by the tide through the openings at each end. And the facility had been designed to, you know, bring dolphins and humans into as close proximity as possible. Well, no, you say enclosure for the very first time. Yes. Um, so do tell. Like the other ones were sort of like a window onto the ocean. So this is open to the ocean, but they swim. So, okay. It's open to the ocean, but. The dolphins that they put in Dolphin House mm-hmm. are specific dolphins. Okay. They're not wild dolphins. Oh, they I see. They are dolphins, okay. three dolphins, uh-huh. Sissy, Pamela, and Peter, that 
were purchased from Marine Studios. Okay. Um, well, okay, they started off at Marine Studios. Then they got hired to be actors in Flipper. Oh, These three shit. dolphins. And Flipper was filmed in Miami. Okay. So they were in Miami filming Flipper. Shit, all right. And that's when Lily was in Coconut Grove, Miami, mm-hmm. s- studying them. Yeah. And so Flipper was over. The t- It was the TV show. The TV show was over. Right. So these, what, what am I going to do with these fucking dolphins? Yeah, I got dolphins. three extra dolphins. Yeah. Like, get them, get them um, out of here. So he, they transported them to St. Thomas. That's amazing. Yeah. They were actors. They were actors. They were actor dolphins. Yeah. Wow. So what you're saying is they are the only other animal intelligent enough to rape, and they're all actors. Exactly. What do we know about the psyche of an actor? <laughs> it's all fucked up, it's guys. all fucked up. So he also put a, um isolation tank on the third floor. And okay. he was, yeah, he can't live for, without. For the people, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so he was saying, quote, during a session in an isolated tank constructed over a pool where, where dolphins were swimming, I participated in a conversation between the dolphins. It drove me crazy. There was too much information flying around. They communicated so fast, Mm -hmm. but he did believe he was communicating with them. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. So Gregory Bateson. They're literally just check out this fucking idiot. I know. Gregory Bateson, an Mm -hmm. intellectual guy of the 20th century nice don't really know what else he cool. did yeah um he was uh, he joined lily as director of this lab i would um, like that on my tombstone by the way what did i say an intellectual guy of the 20th century <laughs> so um the, these are quotes from his stepson who so they moved to saint thomas mm-hmm. um and his stepson was 11 so this was all very you know eye-opening for this 11 year old to like moved to a virgin island and like now he swims with dolphins all the time yeah absolutely so, um, yeah he's quoted as saying bateson's area of interest wasn't humans communicating with animals but rather how animals communicated with each other mm-hmm. um my dad was much more interested in the interaction between the dolphins looking at the posture of the pectoral fin i mean does this mean something or the uh alignment of two animals swimming together is this sexual or just friendship or right. are they just waiting to be fed right right um and he also talked about how bateson had 17 octopuses at his house that he was observing. wow the original octopus teachers Yes. Yeah. A really, also a really intelligent, really alien species. Oh yeah. In fact, there's a hypothesis that octopi like. I mean, it's a fringe hypothesis, but this—that's like, what we're talking they about. They run the world. Well, that would be interesting. That's kind of cool. We should start that. Our octopus lords. We should our octopus gods. Yeah. We should Octo-gods. start. Oh my god! We should start the octo religion. I like this. You can um, make a lot of money off a religion. Let's start an octo religion and make a shit ton of money. Mm. That's perfect. That would grow our Patreon numbers like crazy. Oh yeah, babe. Um, okay. What no, what I was saying was oh, there's a theory that um like cephalopods were deposited because they're so weird and they're so like different from most other creatures anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's a theory that they like landed they were on a meteor that crashed and they landed in what? the ocean. And they're aliens? Yeah, and they're not like other species like on At the planet. All? Yeah. I mean, I think that's fucking bunk. But um, junk, junk, crap, junk science. Yeah. But there's also a fringe theory that um, uh, humans lost their hair because they were aquatic. 
Oh. Yeah. There's so we were started out as monkeys, then we moved to the water, and we lost all our hair, and then we came out of the water? Yeah, yeah. It's also a justification for fat people to go, like, we're actually really, we're the real humans. Wait, really? There's a, babe, there's a fringe theory for whatever you want. Oh, I love I'll tell this. you what. Oh, this is cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, So this was the first time that Lily had the chance to study the the brains of live dolphins. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, because they were, you know, they were in captivity. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he would like, he mapped the cerebral cortex, you know, using probes, probing happening. Um, He he had first developed this probe when he worked with rhesus monkeys. Um, But what was difficult... So you're saying he was a lifelong prober. (laughs) Lifelong prober. Mm -hmm. But what was difficult was, unlike monkeys, you are unable to sedate dolphins. Really? Period. Um, At all? They will stop breathing under anesthesia. Oh, they'll just die. They'll just die. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so so the brain mapping, you know, just proved really difficult. Well, it also makes them. sense because, like, they have to be at the surface to breathe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, they, they live underwater so they can hold their breath for a really long time. But, like, if they can't surface, then they fucking just go, <clears throat> and then fucking yeah. drown. Broke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even like the state of the art facility that NASA built them, the dolphin house, you know, barriers remained. Right. So he says Mm -hmm. every night we would get in our cars and pull the garage door down and drive away. And I thought, well, there's this big brain floating around all night. And it just amazed me that everybody kept leaving. And I thought it was wrong. Uh, Mm. Ah, I see. (laughs) Interesting. Yes. Um, so enter. This brain deserves one of us. A girl. Enter a girl. Enter a girl. Margaret. Margaret Howe Lovett. Mm. Um, she was born in 1942. Um, in, her, in her early 20s. She sounds hot. I fucked her. She's hot. I've seen pictures. Is she, is she hot? Yeah. Look it up right now on your phone. So in her early 20s, Margaret um, was living on the Caribbean island of St. Thomas. And during Christmas of 1963, uh, her brother-in-law mentioned that there was a secret laboratory that was just built on the eastern end of the island where they were working with dolphins. And she was so intrigued by this idea that she drove over there to check it out the day after Christmas. Um, I was curious, Lovett recalls. I drove out there down a muddy hill, and at the bottom was a cliff with a big white building. So Margaret was met by this tall man with tousled hair, and he was shirtless, and he was smoking a cigarette, and that was Gregory Bateson. Um, and he asked her, you know, why she'd come there. And she... She rep- is hot. Isn't she cute? Wow. She kind yeah. of reminds me of like a, an athletic Mia Farrow. Do you yeah, see that? Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, she's got like just like really delicate, like cute features and like, you know. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so he asked her why she'd come there and she replied... Well, I heard you had dolphins, and I thought I'd come and see if there was anything I could do or any way I could help. So, you know, unaccustomed to just people dropping by, um, he didn't know what else to do. So he was like, yeah, you can come in and look at our dolphins. <laughs> he probably thought she was hot, too. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you want to see my dolphins? And, um, do you want to come inside did. and see my dolphins? I have dolphins. It's not a big deal. Yeah, oh, my God. Cool. It's almost like, do you want to come to my van and see my puppy? It's actually that's the ultimate. Do you want to come to see come to my van and see my puppy? Yeah, like a dolphin. I think a dolphin may be genetically irresistible to women. It is, I think. I think if I was like, listen, I have a dolphin in here. Oh my! I would 
walk would into you, your apartment, no like, questions asked. There's a dolphin inside. In the bathtub? I'm a bi- I'm a marine <gasps> biological researcher. That's what you have to say. Now I'm in your apartment. It's irresistible. That's it. That's it. I have to go. Um. So he was like, yeah, come meet my dolphins. And I guess to make her feel useful, um, he just said, why don't you like write down what you see? Like observe for a while and just write down some stuff you see. So despite her having any amount of scientific training, she turned out to be a really intuitive observer of animal behavior. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Some things just can't be taught. I know. You know what I mean? And both Bateson and Lily recognized like her, her special gift with these animals. And, you know, again, despite lack of any sort of training, um, they offered her an open invitation to the lab. Nice. Yeah. Now, Peter. Okay. Peter, Let's get into Peter. 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 At Dolphin Peter, House. Peter, Peter, pussy eater. Mm-hmm. Lily uh, was, uh, he accommodated three dolphins, as I've mentioned. So mm-hmm. this is from Margaret. There were three dolphins, remembers Margaret. Yeah. Peter, Pamela, and Sissy. Sissy was the biggest, pushy, loud. She sort of ran the show. Damn. Pamela was very shy and fearful. And Peter was a young guy. He was sexually coming of age and a bit naughty. Damn. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's just the first time she met them. That nice. was her observation. Nice. Um, that he was naughty. Yeah, kind of funny, right? It says something about her too. I, I have guess. to say, I you do? just have to say it. Like, yeah, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't. Okay, well, to be fair, this is in the '60s. Don't you think naughty had naughty a different might, connotation? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't think anyone uses the term naughty outside of a sexual con, like nowadays. Connotation. Nowadays, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, okay, it, I think it used to mean like oh, a what a little mischievous, boy who, like, little won't, impish little. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, all right. I'll scale it back. I'll reel it back. Yeah. She wasn't an immediate dolphin fucker. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so we've we've met Peter just briefly, right? Mm-hmm. I told you he was an actor. He yes. was in Flipper. Yeah. Um, he was, I think, a captive dolphin. He was most dolphin Timothy life. Chalamet. Yes. Now, what else do you think happened in 1964? So we met Margaret. The lab was built in 1963. Margaret comes in 1964. What else happens in 1964? Did the Russians put a Sputnik into space in 1964? I don't know. But what I do know is that Dr. John Lilly tried LSD. Ah, of course. Of course. I was going for a NASA connection. uh, I get get it, though. I see. I see. So... You know, that's mm-hmm. the logical progression, right? He's he's a vision haver. He's a mystic. Yeah. He's a, an experienced seeker, a question asker. You yeah. know, he's yeah. a profound thinker. Dolphin a boundary lord. pusher and a yeah. dolphin lord. Dolphin king. Um, so it's all aligned. And and in fact, um, Lily loved LSD so much that he became a member of, of a generation of counterculture scientists and thinkers that included... Timothy Leary and Ram Das. That's right. Yeah. Baba so Ram Das. He was contemporaries with those two people. No fucking shit. They were frequent guests at his home and they just they shared a lot of letters back and forth. And I'm gonna tell you what, that all makes sense. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to remind everybody who isn't watching How to Change Your Mind, that Michael Pollan documentary that yeah, we're yeah, watching yeah. on we Netflix are. We are. about um, the history of psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Um Albert Hoffman accidentally discovered LSD or lysergic acid 
diet. What is it? Lysergic acid diethylamine. Diethylamine. In 1938 at a lab in Switzerland, Sandoz Labs. Mm -hmm. And um, he was doing that because um, there was a known phenomenon that happened when, um, when I believe it was rye. When yeah, or ra either so. rye or barley like was exposed to humid temperatures, like sometimes it could like cause the um, cause this fungus to grow in it, which you wouldn't notice, but then you'd grind it up and make it into bread, and then the whole town, you'd the bakery of the town would distribute the bread out to people, and everybody would lose their fucking minds, like they'd all go, they'd be tripping on LSD, and so like lysergic. Acid diethylamine was a compound that was found naturally occurring in ergot fungus. And don't they have a theory now that that's what the Salem witch trials were about? Oh yeah, totally. Yes, that they do. They may that's have right. been contaminated. They may have been exposed to that in their bread. Ergot, yeah. yeah. And they were like an outbreak of ergot, and they were like, "What? We see witches? What?" <laughs> um, yeah, actually, so... Margaret, he was, the walls hath turned to eels. <laughs> he was working with that, like, the rotting barley or whatever, like he said. Yeah, but he was trying to find some sort of easement, some sort of relief for um, women postpartum. That was the, yeah, the right, goal. Right. I, mm -hmm. don't, I don't know exactly what, but mm -hmm. he found LSD instead. Yep. Um so he discovered it in 1938, and by 1947, Sandoz Labs in Switzerland um, began offering it for free to to any accredited person um, f for for them to research, you know, for psychiatric research, but f kind of all across the board in science and in health studies, you know. Yeah. They just were like... Who's a scientist? Who's a doctor? Do you want some of this? Can you figure out what Sup, to do guys? with it? guys. We got a new drug. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Lily was the recipient of some of the Sandoz Labs stuff that was still going oh, on Lily in the was. early 60s. Nice. Yeah. Sick, yeah. So he was, um, he, I think, got it from the National Institute of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, but it was... Yeah. It was given to him, to, he had free reign to investigate any mm -hmm. potential use for the substance, right? Mm -hmm. um, was, of course, I mean, of course, yeah. And he was like, do you know I've been talking to dolphins? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So now I'm going to tell you about the big idea, right? So he's he's tripping a little. He's tell he, me. His mind is melding. Yeah, for um, sure. So Margaret is now 97 years old, but this is what she remembers. So mm -hmm. she wanted to try something. She hypothesized that if she could live with a dolphin around the clock, nurturing their interest in making human-like sounds, like a mother teaching a child to speak, mm -hmm. then they could have more success. Because let me tell you, the English lessons were not going well. Oh, really? Yeah, exactly like you said. They were making the dolphins do homework. You're kidding. Yeah. I mean, dude, this means something to you. Like, imagine trying yeah. to convince... You know how fucking hard it would be to convince another person to, like, try and do Learn this? Learn a di different language Now even. you're trying Most to convince don't. an animal to yeah. try and do this fucking thing? Oh, fuck For you, what? man. Yeah. Yeah, get off my back. Exactly. I'm just trying to eat fish, dude. Yeah. Chill. You what give the me fuck? fish regardless, so... Exactly. I don't know so, what... I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... She says, maybe it was because I was living so close to the lab. It just seems simple. Why mm -hmm. let the water get in the way? 
so I said to Lily, I want to plaster everything and fill this place with water. I want to live here. And that radical, the radical nature of Margaret's idea Whoa. appealed to Lily. Of course. And he greenlit it. So. Amazing. The experiment. Wow. For three months, from June to August, 1965, Margaret and Peter and Lily mm -hmm. began one of the most highly criticized experiments in science history. Yeah. Margaret would live. Margaret, not a scientist, remember. No, just a girl. Just a girl who wandered in. A girl who had the touch. Would live in confinement with Peter, a bottlenose dolphin. So Margaret and Lily selected Peter, the male dolphin, um, for her live-in experiment because he was the only dolphin out of the three who did not have human-like sound training um, the other two on the set of Flipper were had to make had to learn to make sounds for Flipper somehow. So crazy. He didn't. So they're okay. like, we'll take the blank slate, right? Totally. Yeah. Um, the the dolphin house was flooded with water, and it was redesigned for this specific purpose to allow the twenty three year old Margaret and Peter to live, sleep, eat, wash, and play. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, and learn and learn and about explore. each other mm -hmm. uh, she began completely waterproofing the upper floors of the lab uh, so that she could actually flood the indoor rooms and the outdoor balcony with a couple of feet of seawater uh, so it was flush with seawater to enable margaret to live with the three dolphins at dolphin house um yeah there was a working desk that was like hanging suspended like from the ceiling you know uh, to keep, like, papers dry because she was taking notes because it was a scientific experiment. Unfucking believable dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she could climb. She had to climb to this hanging desk and, and write her notes. Yeah. And there was a hanging mattress as well. Okay. Um, surrounded by shower curtains. <laughs> so okay. that the mattress wouldn't just get, like, absolutely oh fucking God. soaked. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. This is ill-conceived. Uh-huh. Um, so, and, and and I don't know if you saw, I don't know what picture in what timeline you saw of Margaret, but she cut her hair like that, like a pixie cut, like a boy cut. Yeah, she did. She had like uh, a pixie cut. Just mm -hmm. for this semi-aquatic living, because it would be so fucking Got annoying it. to have like wet-ass fucking hair mm -hmm. all the time. So she chopped all her hair off, and she would live in this dolphin house in isolation. No one else would come in there for three months. For six days a week, it would just be her and Peter. And then on the seventh day, Peter would return to the sea pool downstairs that I think did have like an opening, but their dolphins were not really interested in going out there because they were, they had been in human captivity for a long time. Yeah, my God. They were Hollywood um, actors, basically. Yeah, they were like, ew, I'm not going out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, so he would go down there where the female dolphins were, um, and he would like get playtime with the other dolphins. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they were virtually cut off from the rest of the world. Margaret lived off of canned food for three months. Jesus um, Christ, and she is... focused, you know, 24 seven on completing Peter's training. This was the mission. Mm -hmm. uh, teach Peter English. Okay. You gotta teach him English. Okay, he's gotta know some English yeah. by the end of this study. Definitely. Or else NASA is <laughs> we'll pulling pull the, the plug. <laughs> so Peter's training began to, began promptly at eight in the morning every morning. 
The dolphin was trained to mimic a given set of human sounds. Margaret taught Peter to greet her with the sound, Hello, Margaret. But the M was very difficult. This is what I was saying. He's got a beak. Yeah. But listeners, M take is, your is, mouth and go, Mmm. Now imagine you have a long beak <laughs> and no lips. Now make the same fucking sound. <laughs> it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. Yeah. So she even like um, painted her face white and her lips black just to m- sort of emphasize the movement, the, m- the motion of the M okay. so that he could see it better. Uh-huh. Um, and he... F- or maybe dolphins can't say M. Yeah. You know, exactly. guys, what guys, the fuck? So he eventually... He doesn't have lips. What he started to do for uh-huh. the letter M... Mm-hmm. Was roll over in the water and just blow his blowhole. <laughs> nice, yeah. cool. Okay, he cool. was like, "This is my M. Yeah, <laughs> this is as close as I can get after trying for like months." Yeah, this is how I win. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, she says M was very difficult. My name, hello, Margaret. I worked with the M sound, and he eventually rolled over to bubble it through the water. That M, he worked on it so hard. <laughs> Peter succeeded in pronouncing the words we, one, hello, work, and play. Wow. Didn't fucking understand any of them. Maybe not. Nice. Yeah. But cool. Actually, he did, though. He did? He def. I've seen a documentary with this footage, and it does seem like he knows what work and play are. Fucking interesting. I can't speak for the other Fascinating. words. Fascinating. Okay. But did seem to know what those things were. Work means work and play means play. No, work means fucking treat Margaret like shit, tell her fuck off, and tell her actually we're playing. Just so you fucking uh, know. Of course. I told you. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. It's just like, a, dude, come on. You're going to make an animal go to school? What's wrong also, with you? Also, not just an animal, a teenage boy animal. A teenage boy, a, t- a, a fucking aquatic Timothy Chalamet. Exactly. Oh, my God. Aqua Chalamet. <laughs> Aqua Chalamet. <laughs> so she says, um, she remembers that on the first night, she was lying in bed on the hanging mattress between the shower curtains, mm-hmm. and she was alone, and she was surrounded by seawater, and she was listening to the sounds of, like, the pumps gurgling and churning, and mm-hmm. she remembers just, like, questioning the whole thing. Um, yeah okay a, yeah. what this the fuck ins- am i doing what am i doing hanging from the ceiling eating canned food yeah. trying to teach a dolphin to speak english yeah yeah um she said human people Timothy were out chalamet there. spelled s-h-a-l-l-o-w <laughs> oh my god timothy chalamet timothy chalamet okay like I'll, I'll keep thinking of it. no i like it um she said human people were out there having dinner or whatever and here timothy chalamet huh Tunethi Chalamet. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, she she's just like, wow, why am I here? Um, but then she said, you get back into it, and it never occurred to me not to do it. Nice. What I was doing there was trying to find out what Peter was doing there and what we could do together. And the whole point. Nice. And that was the whole point, and nobody had done that. Yeah. So John, Lily, and Margaret took great – care to achieve audio recordings of this endeavor on cassette tapes. And there's some video recordings as well. Um, these recordings capture like a lot of dedication and enthusiasm on Margaret's part. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Peter, it does 
it's amazing to watch this footage. It does seem like there are times when he's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get this. Like I'm going to, I am learning this. Yeah. We're doing like, we're doing this. I'm here. Uh I'm at school. I'm Mm -hmm. taking notes. Mm -hmm. And then there are times where he's just like, no, dude, God, mom. Oh my God, dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she's like meticulously documenting Peter's progress. Um, but it wasn't the formal lessons that seemed to to fuel Peter's progress, right? Mm-hmm. Margaret recalled like throwing the ball and like, you know, they would like do like games. Like they would play games with the ball. They would do fetch. Um, they would like do chase. Like they play tag, like yeah. cool, cool stuff. Um, Peter That's even, fun. That's fun stuff. Peter even got addicted to watching TV with Margaret in the evenings. That's cool. That's so psyched. That's wild. Um so it was it was simply the time she spent with Peter, hanging out, playing, getting to know what made him tick, that seemed to be the most fruitful and productive. And she says, when we had nothing to do was when we did the most. He was very, very interested in anatomy. I was sitting here and my legs were in the water and he would come up and look at the back of my knee for a very long time. Nice. He wanted to know how that Wait, thing worked on. and hold he on. was so charmed by it. I'll be honest. What? That's a very dolphin kind of looking play. Doesn't that look like a nice crevice behind the tail of a little, a sweet little female dolphin? I don't know what a sweet female dolphin's tail just looks imagine, like. Just imagine a slick woman's, the back of her knee. I could see a bottlenose dolphin going like, yeah, fuck yeah. Well, he certainly was captivated by it. We'll put it lightly. Because like, because like. Men and women, we're primates, so we're we like, we're interested in the organs sex are. organs. Yeah, of prim- yeah, yeah. Be honest with you, I could probably guess where a dolphin's cock is, or you know, or vagina is, but like, I, I women honestly don't know. Don't yeah. know. yeah, that's why when you said that, I was like, I don't know where it is. Maybe the back of a woman's slick knee looks like looks like a, a dolphin, dolphin pussy. pussy. I think that's it. I think it is too. Fin shrimpathy. Scallop, no. man. <laughs> Quit. Quit it. Um, Peter also reportedly loved rubbing against Margaret. Yes. And biting gently on her toes. Yes. Now we're going to talk about the escalation. So Margaret, you know, she's marching on. She's trying to teach Peter English. Um, but there was something that was getting in the way of their lessons. Peter was no longer interested in school, uh, but he did show up every day because he was hot for teacher. It was the tension. Quote, dolphins get sexual urges, says vet Andy Williamson, who looked after the animal's health at Dolphin House. Uh I'm sure Peter had plenty of thoughts along those lines. Are you? Do you? Peter just liked to be with me, Margaret explains. He, he would rub himself my on toes. my knee or uh-huh. my foot or my hand. Yeah. And at first I would put him downstairs with the girls, she says. But transporting Peter downstairs to the pool with the other two female dolphins took a huge chunk out of their day. It was a logistical nightmare. And it was designed to be once a week. Remember, I told you what the schedule was, right? Six yeah. days a week with Margaret, one day a week to go down with the female dolphins, but literally also to have sex with them. Like... They would all fucking stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, dolphins are, you know, they're more They evolved, just like fuck, you know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was like 
you know, he, he has to eat, he has to sleep, like he has to mm -hmm. fuck. So he goes mm -hmm. down every mm -hmm. seventh day to go fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but his urges became so frequent that it was completely throwing off the lesson plan. He was like, oh, he would have to senpai. Do, she wanted to, like, he would have to be taken down like twice a day. It was just like the, impossible. They got nothing done. Yeah. So, you know, because he was a horny adolescent boy dolphin. Yes, exactly. You know, you run into the same fucking problem with horny adolescent boy humans. We were just in talking on a walk that we went on about leggings. Remember when everyone freaked out about girls wearing leggings as pants like 15 okay, years ago? Listen, I don't remember that. I remember all the girls in my high school wearing leggings as pants and me thanking Christ every day that they did. Because I just got to look at all their butts all the yeah, time. Yeah, we got and yelled at by teachers and our fuck. parents. It was the best. All these fucking crusty ass people that were always like, leggings are not pants. Like, and they banned it in some schools. And it was because like boys couldn't concentrate. But my point was, it doesn't matter what the clothes are. The boys aren't fucking concentrating because they're surrounded by girls. Yeah. And it doesn't matter also, if you're they leggings. wouldn't concentrate if they were surrounded by boys either. They don't concentrate. True. That's not in the skill set of a teenage boy. Yeah. It's not the leggings, dude. But it is kind of the leggings, right? Well, for me it was. Yeah. Um, so it was so disruptive to their lessons that faced with his increasingly frequent arousals, it just seemed easier that Margaret relieve his urges herself manually. <laughs> she says, I allowed that. I wasn't uncomfortable with it as long as it wasn't rough. I would just become part, it would just become part of what was going on, like an itch. Just get rid of it, scratch it, and move on. And that's how it seemed to work. It wasn't private. People could observe it. And it wasn't sexual on my part. Sensuous, perhaps. Nice. <laughs> but it did seem to make the bond closer. Not because of the sexual activity, but because of the lack of having to keep breaking from our lessons. And that's really all it was. I was there to get to know Peter, and that was part of Peter. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She was senpai. She, she, he was just sitting there going, notice me, senpai. And she fucking started slicking him off because yeah. he was such a big nuisance. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, this is literally a porn storyline. Like, yeah. Like, this, you could find this. Just search the internet somewhere. Or maybe we should, you know what? We should produce a porn. Mm -hmm. We should have uh, we should have a twink in a slicked up twink in dolphin costume. I like that. And it like a milfy like you know a uh, uh, tan, short haired pixie cut teacher who's mm -hmm. like his like aquatic instructor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, don't you think there's money in that? So much money. Yeah, probably. I'm getting excited. $8,000. <laughs> um, but as the rigorous training schedule progressed, the physical as well as emotional bonding between the two uh, grew stronger. And, yes. you know, they were inseparable, right? Because that's, that's how the experiment was designed. Yeah. They ate together. They watched TV together. They played together. Now they're jacking each other off. Um, but as time they're went on. They're friends with benefits. Yeah. Peter's demeanor uh, got even more adventurous, more boisterous. He focused less, and he was naughtier than ever. And when Margaret would be sleeping on the hanging mattress, 
Peter would wake her up in the middle of the night by splashing water on the curtains like a fucking late night booty call. It literally, that is, that's a hey you up? That is a you up. That is a you up. Splashing her curtains like, yo, I'm that's ready, a th- you up. That's a three in the morning text, just hey with nothing else. <laughs> it really is. And when she didn't get up um, from the splashing, he yeah. would start yelling and wriggling in the water. Dude. Dude. Control yourself. <laughs> Come on, come on, Margaret. Marge, get down here and jerk me. (laughs) Up. Babe, come on. So I'm going to read from one of the articles that I've cited below. I honestly forget which one, but it's below um, because they just put it so well. So as Margaret readied to teach shapes and counting, Peter didn't seem to care. Like a sulking schoolboy, he didn't listen to his teacher. Touching by Margaret made him crazy. He yelled just as Margaret opened her mouth to teach. Of all the worlds taught to him, though it says worlds, but that can't be right. Of all the words taught to him, the one that he uttered best was ball. Ball. The symbol of playing and having fun in the water. Okay. Peter enjoyed looking at his reflection in the mirror and felt annoyed when Margaret talked on the phone. Dude, he he's ext- Timothy Chalamet. This he, is so crazy. He grew extremely possessive of her and wanted her uninterrupted attention all the time. Yeah. By the second week, Peter grew fond of Margaret's physical presence and enjoyed touching her knees, ankles, feet, and legs. Though generally docile, at times he gave her a hard push. No more interested to play ball solo, he nudged her in many ways to play with him. The dolphin got sexually aroused several times in her company, and this was as clear as the light of day beyond an iota of doubt. Yeah. The sexual arousal of dolphin clearly rattled their teacher-taught relationship. Peter was infatuated by his teacher's physical presence, and that showed loud and clear in his behavior. That was something that Margaret was not prepared for. Dolphin House had a separate pool with two female dolphins. As per the research protocol, a sexually aroused male had to be sent to the pool with the female dolphins. Margaret did just that. When Peter returned to Margaret after a while, he was subdued and gentle, but the attraction toward human anatomy was far from over. In fact, it got accentuated. Peter loved rubbing his mouth up and down her legs. Yes. Using his teeth to tickle her. Yes. Margaret rightly concluded that Peter was trying to court her. Obviously, He was positioning his underbelly and the genital area to where it could be fondled by her. It was a benign, benign, I don't know about that anymore, invite for sex from a dolphin, which could very well be aggressive and demanding for the same. So he was being sweet with her, I think is what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only demands, but he had a crush. He had had a love, a longing. He was in love. Yes. He was. He was in love. He had the. He was the young stud, and she was the like hot milf. Yeah. 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 Many a fantasy has been built around this. Mm-hmm. Minus the dolphin cock. <laughs> Do dolphins have cocks? Do you I think? don't know. I didn't research that. Or is there that. some like weird little hole you stick your fucking? I don't know. That's funny. Well, she had to jack. I mean, I. She think... had to jack. I think she. You don't think manually. she entered? I guess that's all. Well, that no, yeah, yeah. Said. She had to use her. Manually, yeah, she had to. So. Yeah. I don't know. She had to manually. But they can't both have holes. The females and the males can't both just have holes. Some right? animals have cloacas. Oh, right. That's like an anus and a butt and a vagina, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's but too many things all in one. I'm I sorry. agree. I agree. Listen. 
but um, huh? do whales have cocks? Oh my god, what does a whale cock look like? Do you think? Excellent fucking question. God. All right. Okay. Yeah. So Margaret says that relationship of having to be together sort of turned into really enjoying being together and wanting to be together and missing him when he wasn't there. I did have a very close encounter with, I can't even say a dolphin again, with Peter. Non-human person. I know. Horny, sexy, non-human person. Also, he's a Florida I got to identify with this guy. He's a Florida man. Yes, absolutely. Florida dolphin. Born I have race. to say, I identify with Peter. Yes. Yes, of course. I'm in love with a, a, a sexy woman. Um, yeah. I invite her to, you know. Do whatever she needs to do. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also feel like I learn lessons from her. Mm, he does. Specifically how to say. Ball. Ball. <laughs> so. Um, you know, Mar- Margaret's jacking Peter off, yada, yada. Of course. He's got Florida man advances. He's got a Florida man style. Um, meanwhile, LSD. So. Of course. Back at the ranch. Um, something else is interrupting the study. So. Dolphins have cocks. They do? Dolphins have cocks. Like, just like, like protruding. Do you want to see it? Yeah, kind of. That's the cock. That's the cock. Kind of looks like a Nike swoosh. Yeah, it does. It's kind of big. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know. <laughs> it is. For shame, Kelsey. I just, I don't know. It's bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's kind of big. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's <laughs> like, man, a lot of work for Margaret. Um, so Dolphin House was built in 1963, as I said. And you, as you also know, Lily tripped on LSD for the first time in 1964, which is also when this experiment was happening. And we know the origins of how his first trip happened, actually. The wife of Ivan Tors, the producer of the Flipper movie, <laughs> first introduced it to him at a Hollywood party. Uh. Um, he was financing some of the work on St. Thomas, actually, this flipper director. No kidding. And every, um, Margaret remembers, or actually, I'm sorry, this is Gregory Bateman. Quote, I saw John go from a scientist with a white coat to a full-blown hippie. Nice, dude. Um, so he had that grant from the government researching the effects of LSD. It's just so funny to me that, like, this whole dolphin thing was already going on yeah. before the guy ever touched know, that psychedelics. Know. Yeah. So, um, he had a license to experiment. Nice. And what do you think he does? He trips a shit ton of acid. Well, sure. Does he feed it to a dolphin? Yes. Babe, he fed acid to a dolphin? Yes. You have got to be shitting me. Multiple dolphins. Okay, what happened to the dolphins? What do you think happened? They tripped balls. Or they fucked each other. Did they rape each other? Did they kill each other? Nothing happened. Nothing happened? Nothing at all. Nothing. Nothing. And he did that he he dosed them with acid on several occasions. That's so funny. He was like, Come on, come on, work. Nothing. Nothing. That, like, that oh, this for is some chill. reason that fascinates me. Like I I wonder I don't know. I wonder if like their consciousnesses are more evolved, do you think? No. No. No, I just do you think, think it's that like their catnip? chemistry is different. Like yeah. how like you know, catnip does nothing to humans and right. cats freak out about it. Cats are mammals too. Yeah. 
You know, you rub catnip all over a human face, nothing fucking happens, yeah. but they're mammals too, and it fucking makes them go nuts. Yeah. Their chemistry is different. Right. You know, or dolphin, like how like, like certain things are like poisonous to dogs, but like they're not to cats. Yeah, or, like, exactly. Whatever. Chocolate. It's like, Humans yeah. can slam chocolate yeah. all day, but like a fucking dog, you know, it's going to die if it eats too I much I wonder chocolate. if any other animal has ever been given LSD, like under scientific study. I will say once more, the Wacker Foundation. <laughs> yes, we need to see. Do dogs trip? Do monkeys trip? We need to know who yeah. else is affected by this drug. Yeah, but we humans. can't be we can't be held to the same standards of academia. I know it's true, babe. What? Wackerdemia. No. Wackademia. No. It's wackademia. No. It's a whole new. Per- no. No. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> so, um. He was dosing all the do- all the dolphins at the lab, mm-hmm. but not Peter. Peter. At the insistence of Margaret. Don't you dare. Who would not allow that to happen. Oh, man. She was also like kind of anti-drug, oh too. My she God, was like, no, fucking, thank you. This is so crazy. It's like the stepmom, like stepson, like teacher, student, it's a porn weird dynamic porn all rolled into all. one. Mm-hmm. With the addition of, like, aquatic penis. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I know. I, it also makes me wonder if there's, like, some type of seaweed in the water that dolphins, that is hallucinogenic. Oh, that they munch on and it yeah. fucking turns them nuts? Yeah, but, I like, wonder. we don't know about it because we know about that seafood and it hasn't made any human ever hallucinate. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's, I don't know. I That's fascinating. Yeah. If dolphins can rape and they can murder, yeah, they could totally uh, do drugs, too. Yeah. Um, On purpose, I mean. So Lily's cavalier attitude towards um, the animal's safety in this context uh, alienated Bateson, who quit, and NASA also pulled funding from the lab. Oh, you're joking. (laughs) Yeah. Man, the lack of confidence in this, like, bold, creative, (laughs) scientific vision. It's it's unbelievable. You know? So, um... This is a quote in the documentary, uh, The Girl Who Spoke to Dolphins, from Jeff Bridges, actor Jeff Bridges, whose Whoa. dad apparently was like in in Lily's like circles. So he like met Lily and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So he's. Oh, that makes sense. Because his dad was an actor. Maybe oh, and he, if was he was in hanging Flipper. out. Maybe he was in Flipper. Oh my God. That'd Holy be so crazy. Shit. So um, he says, John Lilly was above all an explorer of the brain and the mind and all those drugs that expand our consciousness. Mm -hmm. There weren't too many people with his expertise and his scientific background doing that kind of work. Right on. You know? Yeah. So um, the happy ending. Well. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Well, I love it. Thank you. A plus. Margaret started going stir crazy. Um, The Mm -hmm. isolation really got to her okay picture this (laughs) it's been three months you've been sleeping in a bed that's hanging upside down from the ceiling (laughs) surrounded by curtains you're wet you're wet all the time you shorn your hair you've only been eating canned food and you've been jerking (laughs) off a dolphin five six times a day who wakes you up every hour on the hour you have a little dolphin romeo coming to spray his dolphin cum all over your hands Every hour on the hour. You're right. You got How two little jealous dolphin wins. 
ladies downstairs. They're like, she's ugly anyway. She's actually fucking ugly. Like, he loves me. He says he loves me. <laughs> He's just, like, using her. Like, it's so sad. Again, you're hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> and oh. everything is wet. <laughs> so, with, you know, with that being said and all the jacking off and all the LSD <laughs> and, and the stalled progress because Peter was so distracted. Yeah. Um, and NASA pulling its funding mm-hmm. and yeah. And everything else. The experiment ended prematurely. Wow. She was only there for six weeks instead of 10. In the history of conclusions. Ending prematurely. The most, the mo- yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ending prematurely. Um, the most unforeseen ending possible for this sweet, beautiful experiment. Yeah. yeah. So not only that, not only did it end early, but the lab was shut down. Like the lab closed. There was no money. You're kidding. Once so, again, I'm shocked, <laughs> shocked by all of this. So Margaret um, stayed on in St. Thomas mm-hmm. and she actually got married to the photographer who'd captured the pictures of the experiment. No shit. Yes. Like, he, not like a year or two later. He knew that she had been studying her technique. Yes. He knew what she was capable of. Yeah, he saw He knew he had to hand. lock that down. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Peter must be so pissed. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about Peter's... Peter. Just Peter. <laughs> Please. Let's talk about just Peter. Um, well, so she gets married and... They actually, her and her mm-hmm. husband, mm-hmm. move into Dolphin House. What? Permanently. They didn't like empty the water? Oh, they like... did. They converted it into a family home and they had three daughters there. Oh my God, that's great. And they lived there that's forever. Great. I was going to, I was so worried that you were about to say that they moved back in and just continued everything as it as, had as been. As is. Just without the research component. <laughs> oh no, no. That would be insane. Okay, that all right. So I'm glad no. that it wasn't what I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. She says, it was a good place. There was a good feeling in that building all the time. So she just loved it. Yeah, sure sure she felt that hmm. way. Um, the media frenzy. So remember when you said that there's probably a porn of this? Yeah. So there was an article mm-hmm. entitled Interspecies Sex, Humans and Dolphins that appeared in Hustler magazine. Sweet. Later that year, nice. that dramatized the situation and reflect, reflected very badly on the research, obviously. Oh, it, they um, wrote that she fucked the dolphin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, yeah, of course, yeah. It's, yeah. This, it's this whole, like, you know, it, it's you should look it up, actually. There's, like, a drawing. There's, like, a picture of, like, Margaret and the dolphin, and they're, like, enraptured, and it's like, oh, he's, like, coming, like, up, and there's, like, bubbles in the water. Oh, and my it's, like, God. Oh, oh, my God. I'll tell you what. That sounds like a... Oh, okay, all right, just hear me out here. Okay. I, that sounds like an illustration that wouldn't make guys come, but I think that that might be the source of female masturbation. Yeah, I could see that. That kind of like inner species, like like passion and romance yes. and like bubbles and like yes. like it's forbidden, but yes. like it's he's in love with you, but he's a dolphin. <laughs> like I could totally see like women like flicking their bead to that. I think so. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's doing something to me. It's yeah. sexy. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. Sexy. Animorphs. It's, yes. <laughs> it's hot like animorphs. <laughs> no. Nice. Um, 
so she says, I had never even heard of Hustler. Mm-hmm. And I think there were... T- I'd never even heard of Hustler. I know. And I think there were two magazine stores on the island at the time. Nice. And I went to one and I looked and I no, found No, they the sold story. Hustler on the fucking magazine store yeah. on St. Thomas? Yeah. Man. I know. Man. Brutal. That um, is... Br- that's pretty brutal. Yeah. And she said she you know, saw it and f- tried to buy all the copies and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was uh-huh. embarrassing. Oh, um, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. So, you know, there's no lab anymore, right? And she moves in with her family. They convert it to a family home. So where do the dolphins go? Back in the ocean. No, they, they've they been in captivity for too long. Fucking SeaWorld. No. No, but where? They went to an abandoned bank building in Miami. Oh my God! That's that elf. That's horrible. I know. Holy shit! I was not expecting you to say that. Yeah. Oh, so they just are like in. It's just the three of them forever in the bank. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Oh my God! That's terrible. A far cry from the freedom and comfort of Dolphin House. Yeah. No shit. A fucking bank already kind of looks like a jail, and I'm a human. Yeah. I can only met they've been stuck like I think Sea House like had like vents right did, with like yeah. seawater flowing in and mm-hmm. out and it was I think they could actually if I'm not mistaken they could swim in and out I think they could yeah they okay, just cool. didn't like they didn't have any dolphin family out like they didn't it was open concept it was an yeah. open concept yeah but right they didn't much care for oh it. my god yeah so then if they were swimming around in the wrong neighborhood they'd be like yeah yeah wearing the wrong colors yeah who you repping exactly yeah exactly. Yeah. So, like, I mean, they, they uh, I don't mostly, know. We're from the suburbs. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So they mostly stayed in the lab, but they, they're, if, if I'm, again, if I'm not mistaken, it was open concept. Um, mm-hmm. They were allowed to go in the sea, but they just. Oh my God. And they took him Came back that. a lot. This has been like for the whole time I've been expecting myself to be able to criticize them for locking them up in a room, mm-hmm. but it kind of seems like they knew better than to do that. Yeah. But the thing is like they took them from that. And then they just fucking stick them in a rectangle. Yeah. A rectangle. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what a dolphin feels like about a rectangle? Mm-mm. Humans like rectangles. We do. Yeah, sure. We, it's like we a, came it's from the room. trees, though. Yeah. And we yeah. build things. Like, we know, mm-hmm. we understand tools. Like, a dolphin, like, the ocean the is all, like, it. soft edges and, like, yeah. roundness and stuff. Like, corners don't make sense. So, like, At what the all. fuck are you going to do as a dolphin with a corner? Yeah. Four of them. Three. And no still, escape. Yeah. Terrible. Ooh, is it triangle? So apparently, That's even weirder. Apparently it was... Um, Children, at this moment, Kelsey Ann thought that I meant four dolphins, and so she corrected me saying, no, three dolphins. Uh, but I misunderstood her thinking that she was saying three corners and not three dolphins. So for the rest of the episode, I think that the bank is a triangle, um, which is very dumb. Uh, so, so please excuse me for the rest of the episode. They, it was a lot smaller, as you know. Like, and it had oh li- little to no sunlight. My God, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. This is this is monstrous. Yeah, that's crazy. So this is just like our it's solitary confinement. Exactly. I mean, it's tertiary confinement, mm-hmm. I guess. But shit, dude. So separated from Margaret. And, and the in ocean. a tank that is too small and has no sunlight, mm-hmm. um, Peter deteriorated. 
And oh, this a few terrible. weeks later, Margaret gets a phone call. She said, I got that phone call from John Lilly. John called me himself to tell me. He said, Peter had committed suicide. No way. Mm-hmm. He beautiful boyed. Yeah. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Beautiful boyed. So in Miami, as per the report of the veterinary doctor, Peter committed suicide. Um, Rick O'Berry, who's a marine author, <laughs> um, he corroborates the use of this word. He says, dolphins are not automatic air breathers like we are. Every breath is a conscious effort. If life becomes too unbearable, dolphins just take a breath and then they sink to the bottom and they don't take a next breath. That's so insane. Yeah. Holy fuck. I mean, I was joking doing Timothy Chalamet jokes, but like, this is so dark. It's really dark, yeah. A goddamn dolphin. Which, okay, I was making fun of them for not having lips earlier. Let's just agree. They're beautiful. They're, They're beautiful fucking animals. Creatures. They have weird shaped cocks, but who doesn't? <laughs> right? You know? Who doesn't have a little bend? Um, <laughs> I, yeah, this part is just incredibly sad. It's so and, sad. Um, it's horrible. The vet, remember the vet from earlier? Yeah, Andy I do Williamson, remember the vet from earlier. Um, yeah. He says, he put Peter's death down to a broken heart brought on by separation from Margaret that he didn't understand. Quote, Margaret couldn't rationalize it, but when she left, could Peter? Here's the love of his life. Gone. That's what the vet said. Oh, dude. Oh, my gosh. This is Romeo and Juliet. This is, he just couldn't stand, he couldn't stand life without his Juliet. I know. Holy shit, dude. Um, Margaret says, I wasn't terribly unhappy about it. I was more unhappy about him being in those conditions at the Miami lab yeah. than not being at all. Nobody was going to bother Peter. No one was going to hurt him. He wasn't going to be unhappy. He was just gone. And that was okay. Odd, but that's how it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he wouldn't like, be tormented by horniness. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for real, but also jokes aside, like, it would just be torture. His whole rest of his life. Oh, it's that's torture. Is just, for sure. Yeah, like you said, it's solitary torture. confinement. I mean, it's crazy that like through no fault of their own, these three dolphins got kidnapped out of the sea. I know. And like taught to only understand being around humans. Yeah. And, and then, then like, ripped away from humans. Yeah. Nat, once NASA was like, oh my God, this guy's like tripping balls <laughs> and fucking like this girl's jerking off dolphins. Like we this cannot is crazy. be involved in this. They pull the funding, and yeah. then the dolphins get to go just live in the bank? Mm-hmm. That's insane. The dolphins it's literally crazy. went to go live in a liminal space. They really did. Yeah. No sunlight, just no or minimal features. sunlight, just no anything, no like sea life, no fish, nope. no fucking you know, coral reefs or like rocks or anything. They're just, just corners. Yeah. I can't imagine what a sea animal would feel about like being in a place that was made out of corners. It's got to be like so horrifying. So another like question that's sort of raised is like from the vet and just from people who have written about this Mm -hmm. experiment later, you know, like why did Peter commit suicide? Yes. His conditions were unbearable, Mm -hmm. you know, that solitary Mm -hmm. confinement, 
But, um, you know, many people do think it was like unrequited love for the no, human female it, I that really do think it was. was ripped from his life. And that was his favorite person in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. And he was an emotional teenager. Yeah. And he like hadn't, you know. Yeah. He'd been raised in unusual circumstances. And then they just stuck him in a triangle. Yeah. And you're done, dude. And they report that he didn't gel well with the females. Well, they were his sex toys. Yeah. He went down and like fucked them, but like. Well, it's I let you go on with that because it's really funny. But apparently. They didn't like him? Mm-mm. I knew it. Oh my god, I knew it. They didn't like so him. They she didn't really, really was. Oh my god! So he would go down there and be like, "I have a girlfriend." She just goes to a different school. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Jesus, and they they'd be like, "Okay, yeah, great, that's great." And he'd be like, "You guys want to like, you know, whatever you want to like, yeah. you know." He'd be like, Ugh, "No, ugh." So apparently, there's like two this is ways terrible. The dolphins- teenage dolphin dynamics are so horrifying. I know. Well, okay. First of all, most all are pretty much all dolphins. I think are bisexual. Nice. Like they just fuck anything. Oh, they, they do. Yeah, yeah, isn't that funny? I, I didn't they know fuck that. Fuck anything. Well, no, not anything. Just Although, anything. Although, have you seen the those apes that masturbate with the frogs? They, okay, that is so scary. I showed you the ape oh, that yeah, masturbates you did. with the frog. Yeah. Oh, it's so. Don't Google it, you guys. It's really heartbreaking. Guys, they've decided that once frogs again, are their fuck toys. Once it's again, really scary. Um. I listen. My mom and dad supervised me, but I was too smart. I found ways around. I was like Peter the Dolphin. I found my ways around the the system. Yeah. And I I saw some shit that I shouldn't have seen on the early internet, including yeah. a chimpanzee using a frog as a flashlight, basically. So scary. Um. Yeah. So apparently there are two ways to have you see sex. a dolphin doing a jellyfish. Oh my god. Oh yeah. no! But they sting. They sting. Oh, ow, 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 ow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can have sex without, like, how do I put this? So as dolphins, you can have sex. The semen goes in there. Like, you can be impregnated. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh-huh. sex, sex, sex. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, this other sex that's sort of, like, you're humoring them. And, like... You can't actually get pregnant by them. It's like a different but they still... way of like, I don't know exactly, but it's like a different way of having sex where like, okay. so apparently the ladies would like sometimes let him do that. Okay. But he was not, they didn't like him. They didn't want so, to mate with him. No, they did not want to mate with him. This they, is literally like. They didn't like... think he was worthy of mating with. And it's not an age thing because. Uh-huh. um I think he was like six or something, um, but like he was he was sexually mature as a dolphin. Yeah. So it wasn't like it wasn't that it no. wasn't like it was oh the, you're too young. It was just they were like kind of personality. like icky. It was I'm his telling you, he's Dolphinity Chalamet. I know. And they fucking were, dude. This is like, oh my god! It's Dolphin High School. This is yeah. crazy. Yeah. They're like, you can finger me, but like, uh, like. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Like, oh, I don't, I don't, like, let's not, like, yeah. they, they fucking gave him, they let him finger, but they fucking wouldn't let him bone. Yeah. The only one who, who would let him bone was the sweet mommy upstairs. I know, I know. Who would like, oh, like, oh, no. what a, he must have thought she was a goddess. Goddess, yeah. He must have gone like, oh my God, upstairs there's the sunlight <laughs> 
and the sweet yes. mommy who sleeps in the bed with the yes. curtains. Yes. And she eats tuna just like me. Yes. And when I roll over and tell her I love her, she gives me the, the sweetest jerk. Also, oh, like, dude, this, this is so it could have been funny the stress. Tragic. The suicide also could have been the stress of now he's just permanently stuck with these two broads that hate him. <laughs> um, That's true. And make That's fun of him true. all day or something. Probably like bully him. Because do you remember um, the documentary about SeaWorld, about the whales? Like, it, it yes, changed. I do. It yeah, changed I do. SeaWorld completely. They don't do those shows anymore. Yeah, but I know. there was, it was basically centered around this one killer mm-hmm. whale that, uh, killed his trainer or tried to kill his trainer mm-hmm. in a live show and it was um, horrifying tilikum yeah yeah tilikum um tilikum chalamet um he, till i come he was basically like a school shooter tilikum he was chalamet. um bullied his whole life timothy by other love that nice he but was he was bu- he was a, he was a whale cell yes he was a whale he cell. was not like really anyone's favorite he wasn't allowed to mate with anyone apparently he would get like physically bullied too and like by the women in particular who would like oh my god he was literally a whale cell body slam him and stuff and so he and then he went on to do whalebine crimes yes yeah Yeah. whalebine fucking um, yeah so basically what i'm saying is like there is bullying in in the whale and dolphin communities oh my god so i think also i just have a hunch that Peter was kind of like bullied a little bit. He was bullied by, by Pamela those, like, and Sissy. Oh my god, yeah. dude, that's terrible. Or Pamela seemed like she was just a bystander, but a silent one. And Sissy seems like she was rough. Sissy. Yeah, she was oh, the one that man. Margaret said was like, ran the show and was like loud and boisterous and pushy. Oh my god. Yeah. Poor Peter. This is terrible. I know. Oh, high wasn't high school the fucking worst? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Shit. Um, but it could have been like the stress of like interspecies attraction too. Honestly, like he may have understood. Like again, he may have thought she was like a goddess, but he may have understood the limits of that, right? Like in some way. Yeah, I mean, if dolphins are as smart as they believe that they are, then he like he might even know like why it was. Damn, doomed. like I I love this thing, but I can't have her. Yeah. Oh my god. All the emotions. All the feels. Dolphin Timothy Chalamet. All the feels. This is so fucking crazy. Also, like, education is stressful, too. Like, you're putting a, do- a dolphin in boot camp. Like, school oh boot God. camp. You know what Peter I mean? Peter was trapped in, like, a manga about, like, he was, like, having sex with the teacher and, like, the girls were bullying him and then they fucking... Oh, my... This is crazy. Nuts, this is crazy, right? dude. Yeah. So, yeah, for all those reasons, I just feel like... Yeah, they, you know, he, well, he committed suicide. That is so sad. Yeah. Rest in peace, Peter. And that is the real tragedy of this experiment. Like, I think, you know, a lot of people talk about the dolphin sex, and a lot of people mm-hmm. talk about the, the the drugging the dolphins. And that's all yeah. strange and bad and weird. But the, but like, the real tragedy the, is the, the relationship. The relationship the, that was like, formed and then wrenched away the the disrespect so when you when you think of a thing as, as having a human-like intelligence yeah. the disrespect that you show them by treating them like it treating them at the same time as if they have a human intelligence and like they're a zoo animal yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. just like the the irreverence with which that like intelligence was treated is extremely tragic and horrible 
I agree. Like, and so sad. That's, yeah, that's, it's that's just so the tragedy sad. of it all to me. Yeah. Is a disrespect of his feelings, actually. They dared to conceive that he could have feelings. Yeah. And thoughts. And then they didn't treat him. Like, they they conceived of him as, like, this intelligent being, but they didn't treat him like one. I know. They treated him like a fucking animal. Yeah. And so all hell broke loose because there, there was this dual cognition going on, you know? Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, the media had a field day, not only with Hustler. Oh, of course, yeah. And like, poor Margaret, you know, like, being subjected know, to that. I know. Yeah. I feel bad. Like, yeah. she was really made fun of and, like, you know, it was... Poor Peter being cucked by a human. In some ways, this experiment was a... Yeah, yeah. A, a total failure. I mean, no one learned English, you know? Yeah, obviously. Like, uh, nothing good came of this, really. Um, but they learned that... He was, um, it, it had never been done, and it hasn't been done since. And, you know, he, Dr. John Lilly dared to dream. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. He did dare to dream. He <laughs> did dare to do this to all these people and animals. Yeah. He, d- he definitely had a lot of daring when it comes to that. Yep. Um, he, it's kind of evident from this whole thing mm-hmm. that that dolphins have intense emotional landscapes. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you could say that we have learned. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't think it's responsible to like. Maybe we have better technology and better abilities to like keep them properly socialized and mm-hmm. stuff. Now that we can, we can study their um, psychology. Mm-hmm. Without needing to trap them in a human home and make yeah. them like dependent on like the sexy mommy upstairs. Yeah. Um, but it, it is pretty evident that these animals have like, well, like, yeah, deep psychology. I know. And yeah. you were, we were all joking before about how we know that they're super smart because they, they, they murder rape and, and kill they rape and, stuff, and they yeah. serial murder. Uh-huh. Um, they also commit suicide. So yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a complex thing. No shit. You know. Going, I'm so sad that I don't get to see my sexy mommy in the mm-hmm. back of her knees anymore. Mm-hmm. That I I don't think I can go on living with Susan. Yeah. 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 With Pamela yeah. and Sissy. It's a complex decision. I know. Well, I think I'll stop breathing now. Yeah. How crazy is that? I know. What a complex thought. Man. Rest in peace, Peter. Yeah. Rest in, rest in power, my guy. Margaret did not speak publicly about this um, for nearly 50 years because she was just like, let it die. I'm so, can you imagine how embarrassing that would be? Yeah, Yeah. so embarrassing. I have kids. I have a husband. I have a whole life. Like, just leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. And she just didn't want to fuel it. She just wanted to like never speak about it. Yeah, of course. Of course. I think that's great. Um, Great Yeah, I think it's a good strategy. But she... um, in her old age, she mm-hmm. participated in the documentary that I mentioned. I did misremember the title, though. It's called mm-hmm. The Girl Who Talked to Dolphins. Ah, uh, not The and Girl Who she... Jerked Off <laughs> No, I dolphins. said The Girl Who Spoke to Dolphins, I think. <laughs> the Girl Who Talked to Dolphins. It's really good. It's worth a watch, guys. Nice. Um, yeah, she, that was the first and I think only time that she ever did interviews and talked about it. And That's great. And reminisced about it. And I love it. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. lovely. Um, is she still alive? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. That's amazing. From what she'd I remember, be, I think she's in her like she'd be like eighty. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's twenty twenty two. What'd she say? Nineteen forty two. I think so. Nineteen. Yeah, yeah. She'd be eighty years old. Yeah. God, that's so amazing. You you tend to think of like all the like crazy modernity as being like so new. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, 
people who are 80 years old now. Yeah. You tend to think of like old people as like, ah, they don't get it. Yeah, right. Fucking there's an old lady out there who's jerking off dolphins while like tripping on LSD and hanging out and like hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something about that. No, I think that's an interesting thought. Oh, it is. All of our grandparents were doing psychedelics. Like, I know. And they were, they were way cooler than us. You know what I mean? Way cooler. They didn't have the internet to like make us fucking stupid. Bored and yeah. lame. Yeah. Um, well, rest in peace to Peter, a true king, a prince, the Chalamet of the seas. Margaret, honestly, nothing to fucking be embarrassed about. Be I, I totally agree. honest with you. Like, no, I don't think, I don't think that's, that's something to be embarrassed about. But I, mean, I get it. I mean, you're you like drawn cartoons and hustler, and yeah. everybody knows you all over the whole country. You're the like, dolphin fucker. This girl who like fucked dolphins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, you know, he had a Florida birth and a Florida death, and a He's lot of exciting Florida stuff man. going on in between. You know. That's so true. Yeah. It almost, it's almost like he's a child actor. That's so true. He had this like weird experimental life. Yeah. That was all being he was, like, documented. Into show business. Yeah. Yeah. From an early age. Mm-hmm. And then nothing, he couldn't go back to regular life. He was a child star. You can't just go back to the ocean. He had a, he had a like sexual relationship with a grown up. Oh, he did. While Fuck. he was an adolescent. <gasps> oh my oh God. My he God. was a child star. He was a child star. He was. And then. But, and then he had a tragic life. He burned really brightly. People were trying and then, to feed him drugs. Oh, dude. People yeah. did try to feed him drugs. Yeah. Oh, terrible. And then so, he and then, just, he had to, you know, he had a tragic end, like so many do. So sad. Yeah. So sad. And he never achieved full mastery of the English language. No, he didn't. What a tragedy. Damn it. What a tragedy. Yeah. But he did say ball and play. Ball and play. <laughs> My two favorite words. I know. Kelsey Ann, this has been a fucking excellent episode. Oh, I thank really you. have loved this. Um, I can't wait to like do more research on this though. I know. It's a fun one. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for fucking listening. Thanks for sticking with us through this the story of uh, Margaret and Peter, the doomed romance, the Romeo and Juliet of the fucking seas. Uh, I'm so I feel so conflicted and sad about all this. Like yeah. I, I wanted them to get together in the end. You but, know? You well, know? she says, you know, I wish I could have kept Peter. Of she course. was like, if he was a dog or a cat, I mean, I would have like. But a dolphin? He was a powerful, I, I, I powerful sea animal with I sharp keep teeth. A dolphin? Of course not. But she said she thought about it and she wanted to, and uh, you know, poor guy. Yeah. It just wasn't meant to be. No. Oh, I feel sorry for Peter. Anyway, okay, all right, we got to sign off, fellas, ladies. Thank you for listening. If goblinoids. You want, goblinoids, mm-hmm. grays, reptilians, uh, greens. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, um, I. By the way, I think the greens ride in cigar-shaped crafts. Oh. You guys should be doing extraterrestrial research, by the way. The grays ride in the saucer-shaped ones. Grays come in saucers. Mm -hmm. Um, Greens come in uh, cigar-shaped crafts. I believe the reptilians are in triangle-shaped crafts. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kind of like the Illuminati symbol. Google the the lights over Phoenix, by the way. Oh, shit. You know, my dad... My dad, who's a regular guy. Oh my God, we are last minute tangent. He thinks, he not thinks, he's certain he's seen UFOs. I've seen UFOs too. You have? Yeah. Really? They're probably planes, but. Well, they're probably like military planes, right? They seemed really a lot like UFOs to me. Yeah. They seemed like but they were he, spinning so and had a lot of lights. 
the day he, the night he saw UFOs, he was mm-hmm. fingering a girl in the back of a car. Nice. At like a makeout point somewhere in or Michigan. whatever, somewhere yeah. in Michigan. And other people also reported seeing UFOs that night. It's like oh a thing God. in Detroit on this one night. Like everyone saw damn, UFOs. Damn. So I wonder what weird shit the CIA was doing. I'm going to show you the lights over Phoenix. I can't wait we... to see it. Oh, guys, this is so exciting. All right. Uh, We love love you. you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.